Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merkstone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's struggling. He's looking at something. It's it's looking rough. But he's here and he's live in studio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the drum <trouble> was really <laughs> long. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost too long, and I think that's why I like it as much as I do, but it's good. All right, maybe I should do this. My God, okay, it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably better. He's here, he's locked in, you know, he's a busy guy. He was in Chicago this week, Mike. How was your experience in the great Windy City? Uh, It was not too bad. Full of Bulls fans, full of Bears fans. It it was killing me a little bit. Every person I talked to was like, I live by Michael Jordan. And it kind of just hurt inside. Did you go to Michael Jordan's steakhouse? I did not. You didn't? Well, I wasn't like... I was, like, right outside of Chicago. Oh, okay. So, like, I wasn't in Chicago. I never actually stepped foot into Chicago because I'm scared of Chicago. Yeah. Well, we went, want, to, we went to there one time, I know, right? but I want to yeah. get attacked by, like, Bears fans because I was wearing a Lions hoodie when I was there. boy, That's so what I, I like I, to I hear. I want to get attacked. That's what I like to hear. And then the day I wore it, no one talked to me, so of it was, like, kind of nice. What you don't know is behind you, you got somebody spit on you every time you walk by. I, I think <laughs> I, it got a little soaked. Uh, I was a little worried. I do have, shout out to just about every single person I work with, I have... Loads of bets. Yeah. So I was texting you this yeah, the other day. Yeah. Um, you scared me, by the way. I pulled over. <laughs> I was literally leaving my subdivision, right? And you go, dog, if the Lions aren't good this year, I'm going to be. And I'm like, what happened? I'm like, <laughs> somebody got suspended. No. Something happened. Somebody died. No. So I made about I made about nine bets. Okay. Jesus. With people thinking that because everyone in, in, in Chicago land thinks the Bears are going to win the division or going to be better than the Lions in in, in divisional standings okay. is, is what I privy to because it, it went from Chicago's going to be better and I said oh, well we need like a, a standpoint yeah. and then they said well I think their division record is going to be better I'm like that's different yeah. because like the Lions could go two and four beat Chicago twice yeah. be two and four the Bears could be like three and three right and like so I was like there's a yeah. difference but there. the Lions are still have 11 wins somehow and you go well they still won the yeah, division they still won the, shit. like yeah. like it, it could get very screwy so I end up being standing wise yeah. in the NFC have, North yeah, in the NFC North the Lions are going to be better in standing than the Bears so they think the Bears are going to I'm fascinated by this logic like so because you won free agency is that is that why like uh, I didn't really ask. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I didn't get too deep into it. Like, look, I get it. You got DJ Moore. I just want to take it though. Yeah. So, DJ so Moore's either great. I get it. Either, yeah, I'm gonna be like rich and have a lot of dinners to go to when I go back, <laughs> or, or I'm gonna be poor <laughs> and might have to leave the show. So, unless you start paying me. So, <laughs> well, I guess you're gonna be poor. Yes, <laughs> I guess you're gonna be poor. So, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I so love that it. was my time in in. Uh, Addison, Illinois. There you go. Good time. Good times have there in the old crappy state of Illinois. Um, We got a lot of stuff to go over today, Mike. We have a really loaded show today. We've got NBA free agency. That means we're talking Pistons. We got NHL free agency, weirdly enough. Um, And technically the NHL draft. We're going to hit on that very, very briefly. Um, There's just so much stuff. Do Do we need to hit on the NBA draft here? Did we hit on that last week? We done that last week, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to make sure. Thursday. Yeah, no, I just want to make sure. I'm like, the dra- I love how the NBA and the NHL draft are like within like a week of each other, and both free agencies opened within like three days. I go, okay, I don't understand. Everything's happening. Uh, we got NHL free agency. We got Wings talk to get to. Uh, we've got our second round of NFL divisional rankings. I believe we're staying in the AFC. We did the AFC we do, we North. We stay in the AFC. Yeah, we did the AFC North last week where the Baltimore Ravens came out on top, a little bit shockingly. Um, 
And then, of course, we've got AEW's Forbidden Door show we got to review, and we have WWE's Money in the Bank show, and I'm sure there's a lot of hot takes coming out of that one, and I need everyone to calm it down. It's okay. Holy shit. I got, I got crazy thoughts there. Dude, I got this one guy from Twitter, that JD from New York guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. He's losing his mind. I go, you really need to calm it down. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. We're going to get to it at the end of the show. But, Mike, let's jump I in. I don't know if it will be okay. Clearly not. He lost his freaking mind on Twitter. Oh, it's Cody. Sorry, it's over. It's over. It's gone forever. It's over. It's, over. it's dead. I don't know. Oh, what we're oh yeah. Do. He's never going to go anywhere. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. Well, clearly we need to calm it down. Anyway, we're going to get to that a little bit later on the show, but let's jump in, Mike. But before we do, I want to say thank you once again to our sponsor, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, for their appreciation and their support and their sponsoring of this week's episode. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use our code ALWAYSRIGHT at checkout for 15% off all great products. Every single product on their website, you can get. You can use this code for it, okay? It's not limited to certain stuff. You don't got to buy a bundle. You can buy one pack of jerky for 6 bucks and get 15% off of that if that's what your vibe is doing. But use the code ALWAYSRIGHT at RighteousFelon.com. They got turkey jerky. They got beef jerky. They got sticks. They got everything you could ask for for all your jerky needs. Please go ahead and support them. And by supporting them, you support us. So use our code, always right, for 15% off. But all right, let's jump in. NBA free agency, Mike. Um, let's start with the Pistons because that'll speed this show up considerably because they didn't do a whole lot. Uh, Pistons making a trade with the Brooklyn Nets. They get Joe Harris, a second-round pick in 2025. In 2027, it's like every other year. I know Mm -hmm. that. But they got two second-round picks and Joe Harris to take, and they basically gave Brooklyn, I think, $110,000, which is the league minimum of what you need to give a team in order to make a trade. Um, Thoughts on that move? I know it's really kind of a a cap-saving measure by Brooklyn, which then went and signed Cam Johnson to a new deal, which I'm sure Pistons fans were upset by. Um, thoughts on that move by Troy Weaver kind of taking some cap. I think it's like $19 million this year. Um, and you know, on an expiring deal, basically you're getting some good three point shooting, not a bunch else hoping he's going to be healthy for the year. Um, and he probably won't be a piston very much longer yeah. after that. Seems like the, everything Detroit did is basically looking at 2024's off season. Yeah. That's crazy. Joe Harris on this trade here got yeah. that $19 million. So Detroit gets Joe Harris, the 2027-2029 Ah, okay, picks. that's what it is. Okay. Um, funny enough, the 2027 pick is Dallas's pick. Okay. And 2029 is Milwaukee's pick. Okay. So it's not even their picks. All it's right. It's picks that they got from, from other, other stuff. Good um, lord. Brooklyn, Brooklyn acquired $110,000 in cash. Yeah, exactly. So the league minimum Literally of what minimum. they could. I, I think that's just so funny. Yeah, me. they were like, so what do we... Troy, I can, can you imagine that phone call? Mm-hmm. You know, like, remember that movie Semi-Pro mm-hmm. when Roy Harrelson's character gets traded for a washing machine? Mm-hmm. Literally, Joe Harris got traded for, like, 15 washing machines. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that was so mean, but, like, so true at the same like, time. I mean, they're really nice. They're, yeah. like, the top of the line. I only sure, gave him 15 sure. of them, right? But, like, like they just, like, they moneyballed it, right? Like, free sodas in the vending machines for, like, the next year now because of the Joe Harris trade. Like, mm-hmm. the... I just imagine that phone call. They're like, hey, you want Joe Harris? And Troy Weaver's like, I will give you nothing mm-hmm. for this man, and you will give me two second-round picks. And the Nets are like, what if we agree to that just so we can make sure we can re-sign Camp Johnson? And Troy Weaver's like, good. I'm not going to yeah. sign anybody anyway. Yeah. Fascinating. I love how the NBA works sometimes where they're basically gotta, just paying gotta, you. Listen, they got to help the Nets out a little bit here. Yeah, clearly, right? Yeah, they're they're going through a rough time, and yet they're going to try to trade for Damian Lillard. But we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I listen, I don't mind this trade for the Pistons, right? It, it very much felt like 
this offseason based on what they did or lack of what they did, right? I, I, you know, the Cam Johnson signing would have been the one thing where you go, man, okay, that's a guy that they would have really, you know, liked to have. But him signing with Brooklyn on a four-year, $104 million deal, I don't know if the Pistons were willing to do that. Jeremy Grant was somebody they were talking about, but he got paid a boatload of money by Portland. Um, I don't hate the move. I think it's kind of like, okay, that's fine, fill in a piece temporarily. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're really going in. They go, look, we got Monty Williams. And we've got the, you know, we've got what we think is our core guys. We got to figure out if that's the case or not, right? You're going into year four with Beef Stew. You're going into year four of Killian. You're going into year three with Cade. You're going into year two with Jaden and Duren. You're bringing in a Sir Thompson, right? You got Marcus Sasser here. You've got Bojans. You got you've got pieces, and you got to figure out what's here, what's not, right? Mm-hmm. I know the Pistons are looking for a first-round pick plus other stuff for Bogdanovich. I don't know if they'll get that or not, but I'm, listen, if they're willing to try it, go for it. Um, but I don't necessarily mind the approach of trying to figure out what do I have, mm-hmm. right? You've got the coach. You've you got the best coach you possibly could get in this coaching cycle. You get your coach. You've got your guys. Your best players coming back healthy. Jaden Ivey came on strong at the end of the year. You have to figure out what you have. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if in, and then you go and you look at the season and you go, hey, look, we got $60 million in cap space. Let's go sign some people. You know what I mean? Um, thoughts on kind of the Pistons' approach to free agency. Would you like them to see do more? I guess the other move we got to hit on too, right, is Monte Morris coming from Washington. They give up a second-round pick um, to do that. Not all that much excitement there. He's your Corey Joseph replacement, I guess, is the best way of putting that. Um, thoughts on the Pistons move? Do you wish they would have done more? Do you wish they would have been more you know, active? Do you want them to spend the bag? They had a bunch of money to spend, mm-hmm. but obviously Joe Harris, $19 million, takes up quite a bit of that room. Yes. But all on expiring deals, you know, where are you at with this Pistons team? Um, It's a little... It, I think they're in a really rough spot here, only mm-hmm. because... I think at this point they wish they knew mm-hmm. what they had and like Cade and, and right. how they fit with everybody. Right. Um, I think last year not being able to have him fully there really, really set everything back. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, when you're outside of the Detroit area mm-hmm. and you're looking in, you're like, man, this is a five-year rebuild or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And there are teams that started the year after you mm-hmm. who are already – progressed farther than you right. same thing with the tigers it's oh, like yeah. there are teams that have gone through entire rebuilds yeah. have gone to like nlcs's before right. you even got back, back to, to a yeah. winning record basically at right. any point um but i think that the Cade thing takes it a year back and i think you kind of have to take it at a time by time basis um i don't hate the spot they're in um i do think that they have you know Cade. um Ivy and Duran as like mountain pieces. Yeah. And I think they, the problem is you only have three real pieces mm-hmm. and you have Boyan, but he'll probably get traded through mm-hmm. the year. Um, so you, you, you like going in from, you know, this is, is fourth draft now. Yep. And you still only have three guys that you're pretty confident on. Right. It's kind of a little scary. Well, I mean, they're confident on Beast too. Nobody else is. But yeah, they are. They're, they're confident. <laughs> and they also think Killian Hayes could still be something. Yeah. I think I think that's the one miss that yeah. everyone had. That would have taken Halliburton. I think, I think well, not even just taking Halliburton. Halliburton would have helped a ton right yeah. now. But I think it's everyone thinking that draft class was really good. Yeah. And it's turning into being 
Yeah. Really, really well, you match. thought you had hopes for Shadiq Bay at one point, right? Like, oh, yeah, this guy's yeah. gonna. It's be like a if you dude. had Shadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart's a good like Draymond Green right. type guy. Right. And Killian Hayes can facilitate, and then you have Cade as a star. Yeah. You're like, oh, we got everything in two years. That's right. really good. But now it's like, it's like that you, whole. You draft basically class, missed on all three all of those three. picks. Yeah. Yeah. Not the tough best luck. And they didn't inha- listen. They inherited a rough, cl- a rough team. Right. It was not a team where you go, holy shit, this is going to be a great basketball team in two years. Right. Like when you're taking on like Dwayne Dedman contracts or DeAndre Jordan for $10 million just because you're trying to get draft capital. Right. Like I get it. Right. Um, it's really setting up for a prime offseason in 2024. I know it's not a sexy thing to talk about. And it's frustrating. Look, if the Lions went out this year and did absolutely nothing and tried to say, hey, look, we're going to build off 9-8, and eight. not possible, right? Mm-hmm. This is such a bad basketball team, though, where they're like, I, I can appreciate the fact that they're not going to – they know already they're going to have to overpay for people. That's, that's a given. But what they're not going to go do is what Stan Van did a few years ago and went, hey, we're going to go sign John Luer to a four-year $58 million contract. We're going to have that $47 million contract, I think it was, where you go, who the hell is John Luer? You have no idea who this dude is, right? Mm-hmm. And when you see some of these contracts that are being handed out and I just go, holy shit, there's no way I'm paying Dylan Brooks $20 million a year. You're, you're out of your damn mind. So I can appreciate the fact that they're going, look, we're young. We're going to have a ton of flexibility. We can be a third team in a trade. <clears throat> Damian Lillard. Um, we can be a team in that third trade where we can go, okay, we can acquire some assets. We can acquire some picks and we can leave ourselves flexible to sign a big name or two to get this team where it needs to be, right? And hopefully in line with the development of your Kate Cunningham's, of your Jaden Ivies, of your Jalen Durans. That's kind of, I think, the overall play. Um, any other big moves that you want to talk about, Mike? Um, we'll hit the Damian Lillard thing quickly um, after that. But any other big free agency moves, signings that you were shocked by, that you were like, oh, I can't believe it? Or you were like, oh, that's rough? A- anything that kind of <laughs> sticks out to you in your mind? Cough, cough, uh, Kyrie Irving back to the Mavs. Cough, cough. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't talk about Kyrie. I'm not uh, ready. You could that. be excited for it. I don't know. I'm not ready for that one yet. Are you excited for it? Not excited? Just don't know how to feel? I am, like, so indifferent. Yeah. Because that man can be good. Yeah. And can be awful at the same time. So it's it's not easy. He's an enigma, that's for sure. He really is an yeah. enigma. He, he, is, he is unique. He's and gotten, like, like, three teams to buy in to think he's, the, like, the next guy for them. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, let's see. Let me just run through here. So I'm gonna. I think uh, some. So some of the nicer contracts we had here. Obviously, the Russell Westbrook contract. I think is uh, pretty nice for. Yeah, Clippers. two for eight. My goodness, that's a great deal. Uh, all right, let's speed through all these names that I know here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Dante Divincenzo going to the Knicks, four years, fifty million dollars. Jay Wright's just gonna follow him out of retirement next yeah, year. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Every Villanova geez. guy's on that team now. Dylan Brooks, really just the Rockets signing everyone and their mom to, to play with them. Um, getting Dylan Brooks for $480 million and then getting um, the guy you just absolutely hate with all your guts. Um, oh, Fred, Fred Van Fleet. Fleet. I don't listen. It's not that I hate Fred Van Fleet. I just don't understand where you're paying this guy this much money for. Like, mm-hmm. what does Fred Van Fleet do for you that makes you go, oh, yeah, this guy's worth – Thirty million dollars. Yeah, three years, one hundred twenty-eight point five million. Like, come on! Like, there's no way. Three years, one hundred twenty million. He's getting forty, almost forty million dollars a year. He's getting over that. Three at one twenty would be forty. Oh yeah. He's exactly. Sorry. Yes. He so he's like forty-two. He's getting that much money, and I thought when he declined his player option for twenty-two million, I was like, who the hell is going to pay Fred Van Fleet twenty-two million dollars? Yeah. And then the Rockets go, no, no, no. I don't understand that at all. 
Like, zero yeah. percent. Listen, I thought they were smart to get out of the hardened shit, mm-hmm. but that is just rough. Yeah. Uh, and the last one I found weird was this Max Struess, four-year, <laughs> $63 million to the Cavs. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You beat out Duncan Robinson, who was also useless defensively. Like, I don't I, – I'm not all that shocked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 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 so here – so a sneaky move, yeah. and I'm not I'm, – I'm not only saying this because I am a Mavs well, – I'm not a Mavs fan. Yeah. I'm a Luka fan. I want to see him succeed. I was going to say, you're not really, you don't really have an affiliate. I mean, you're I don't a Pistons have affiliation fan. Outside, outside of the Pistons. Yeah. I just root for players. Right. So if, if, listen, I pray to God Luka leaves that, that place in Dallas and goes somewhere else. To Detroit. And he does. That would be, that would, see, that would be the best case yeah. scenario. Because I just have one new Can you imagine if the Pistons for. ever got that one time where you're just like, oh, we just got like amazing, amazing players and not just always the team where we build it with nobody? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, the Mavs signing Seth Curry to two-year, nine million dollar deal. I like that deal as well. I think it's really nice because I think yep. it adds good shooting to the team. Mm-hmm. Now they don't need a lot more offense because you know all their players are offensive oriented. Yeah, but they, they he could, brings they a could, good spot up shooting. Yeah, um, they could the, withstand to get somebody who would be willing to play an ounce of defense. That would help. It would be really nice. Yeah, and I think just Lakers moves in general. Getting yeah. guys like Cam Reddish for two year four million dollars, yeah. or Jackson Hayes two year four million dollars, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I thought they were gonna be different numbers, but right. they're the exact same. Uh, getting some of these like good rotational guys to mm-hmm. add in, so when you go through hopefully a playoff run next year, yeah. you have yeah. eight, nine, ten guys you can get to right. depending on the matchup, right? Like Jackson Hayes is a seven foot one center. Mm-hmm. If you're playing Denver, maybe you just throw him on there instead of having Anthony Davis not do anything on him, right? Or yeah, you go you know, maybe a big rotation you right? can go a little yeah. bit bigger or with cam reddish maybe you can go anthony davis at the five put cam reddish in lebron at the four now you're a little bit smaller but now every single guy on the court can shoot right and so you can right. kind of go that way unless yeah, Andrew, can lebron shoot though can he? <laughs> sorry Ed. has has a shot at shooting the ball you don't have a guy out there that's like uh what's a shot yeah. i don't know yeah uh but yeah i think just laker moves in general yeah have been i, really I good think at i think there was a mandate by the lebron james camp to went listen figure it out like you got one year left. I mean, yeah, literally, it's like you yeah, got, we got one, one like year you left. got one year left, and yeah. then after that, like if if Anthony Davis is garbage again, I'm gonna kill him and his unibrow. So like, I think that that was the mandate. I, the only one I will I will balk at, and we talked about this off air. The D'Angelo Russell one, I don't sure. think the per year is all that bad. Three for thirty seven is not terrible necessarily because I think he probably could have gotten more elsewhere. However, he was really bad for them in this playoff run, and he did not. I just felt like he was such a hindrance for them. I was kind of surprised they let Dennis Schroeder walk. Let me put it that way. I thought Schroeder yeah. did so well for them defensively mm-hmm. in some of those series. He was like an underrated guy for them for a good chunk of that run. Um, was a little bit surprised about that one. Yeah. Um, another one I thought was a little bit crazy was the Indiana Pacers signing Bruce Brown. Like, listen, That's good so for Bruce That's Brown. Just- Funny to be, yeah, but. good for Bruce Brown, right? Your stock is yeah. never going to be higher than right now, right? Played a key role as, like, the number six guy off the bench, right, for a team that just won the NBA championship. Your 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 stock is never going to be higher. Mm-hmm. However, Indiana's garbage, and you're not, it's not going to, it's not yeah, going to be fine. Man. Exactly. It, it, you're just going to be. He did the, the normal yeah. win the win championship. Win a championship, go get paid by a bad team. Yes. Yeah. He did that route, yes. which is not. The worst no, no, listen, do, all, like I said, all the power to you, right? Like, I, I get it. You know, I just, you know, we all, we've seen what the Bruce Brown effect looks like here in Detroit before, and it's it's just okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah the, you know, NBA free agency is wild. Like I said, the, there's some contracts out there I just, it's a bit, 
It's a bit crazy to me. But, you know, it's not my money, so why should I care? Um, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's go to the wings. Um, you know, we got a lot of, we got a lot do, of stuff. Do you want me to pull this up? Yeah, can you pull up the Wings draft, actually? I've got their free sure. agent signings. Can you bring up the draft for us real quick? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, right, the Wings had two first-round picks, number nine and number 17 overall. Um, uh, no trades in the first round, Mike, of the NHL draft this uh-huh. year, which I thought was kind of crazy. Um, everybody kind of waiting on the Alex Dabrinkit trade, which has not happened yet, but, you know, we're going to keep an eye on that. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, but yeah. who's that? So there was – I, I keep, it's something Daniels, right? right was, so you got – Round one, pick nine, you got Nate Danielson. Thank you. He is a uh, center. Center, yep. Yes. Yep. And then with the 17th pick, you got Axel Sandin Palika. Yep. He is uh, defenseman. defenseman, pick yep. number 17. Yeah, so those two picks, right, they drafted a goalie who's going to Michigan State in the second round. I know that as well. And more competition yeah, uh, at that spot. Yep. yep. Um, but those two picks especially, right, so you're getting a center, right, who, you know, Played in the WHL against Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard, the number one overall pick for Chicago this year, basically said that it's funny we're having this conversation. We keep having this with Detroit prospects. The best prospect said, um, "My hardest, pl- the hardest player I played against was this Danielson kid." That's what Connor Bedard said because they played in the same division or same league. Um, so that's interesting. Also, did you see? I know you didn't watch the NHL draft, but because but I did for a very brief amount that's of time. That's crazy. I that, did watch that, that it. That is respect. Exactly. Of all the crazy I stuff know. I watch, I I know I watch I cornhole yeah. and I watch I watch cornhole cricket too. a little yeah. bit. I, I don't watch that. I don't get and that. I watch all this random stuff. Yeah. You watching the NHL draft? Just the props. first, just until the wings picked, and then I turned it off. Okay, but that's, that's just props. in case. That is props. Thank you. I, pr- I listen. I put in work, but couldn't remember the names, but I put in work. Um, but Connor Bedard, right? Sure. In like. What was it? I think it was, uh, let me put it this way, 140 points last season. Yeah. He had 70 goals and like 70 assists in one season, dude. That's like NHL 2K23 shit it is. happening. I was like, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. This kid's averaging a point a game, basically, or multiple points. I was like, holy shnikes. Like, this kid is insane. Like, who the... It was like, everyone else is like, oh, yeah, he had like 58 points this year. Like, oh, he had 68. Oh, he had 80 points. This kid, 140. <laughs> insane is that? I was like, holy shnikes, man. That was insane. Anyway, wow. going back to the uh, the wings, though, I like what they did in the draft. Kind of surprised they took um, their 17th pick. That was kind of the one that everybody thought maybe could be traded, um, potentially in the Alex Rinkett deal. Did not happen, and they take another defenseman out of Sweden. I know, shocker, Swedish defenseman, Detroit Red Wings. Never happens. I can't even name one. So, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but, uh, no, I, I dig it, though. I, I thought they had a nice draft. I thought they addressed like, quite a few, right? It's hard, right? And the reason why we don't go super in-depth on, like, the MLB draft or the NHL draft, um, even the NBA draft to an extent after pick, like, three, is because you don't necessarily see those early returns right away, right? Like, we still don't have Simon Edvidson. He played one game last year. Marco Casper, their pick last year, has not played an NHL game yet. Sebastian Cosa, their second-round pick from a couple years ago, was supposed to be their goalie of the future. They have not played for the Red Wings yet. So it's really hard to talk about these kids who are literally coming from UH18, USA teams, right? Or they're coming from the University of Michigan or wherever, where you go... Oh, I'm excited to see this guy this year. Like, when we talk Lions and we say, hey, Jameer Gibbs, this dude's going to be the guy for us, right? Or, hey, Sam Laporta, you're going to see immediate returns based on the sport. 
in some of these, you don't, you don't see it. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to see this kid for at least a year or two. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just the reality of the situation. So like, Oh, they need a, you know, a left-handed shooting defenseman. Okay. We're going to take this kid. Oh, they addressed a need. I go, yeah, I need two years from now. Not now where they actually need a left-handed shooting defenseman. So it's just kind of, it's hard to really do a deep dive on these kids when you're like, man, let's maybe wait a couple years to see, you know, where they're going to be at. Um, Shifting focus though a little bit to the red uh, to their free agency, so they did acquire, uh, they did make a trade um, during the draft, right? They traded with uh, Edmonton. They got uh, Yamamoto, who they wound up buying out, and they get Clem Costin for two years, four million dollars, um, and they also re-upped reserve defenseman Gustav Lidstrom to a one-year nine point or nine hundred and fifty thousand dollar deal. So he's getting, getting he's big, getting the NFL practice squad big money. big money right there. It's funny if they would extend a qualifying offer, it was actually more money. So they went, We're not going to give you a qualified offer as a restricted free agent, we're just going to bring you back at less money. So Crazy. clearly, high hopes for him. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna, the, he's gonna be a dog, right? The big news, I guess, coming out I mean, Detroit signed so many people this offseason, it's insane. Uh, mm-hmm. first guy, JT Comfer from uh, the Colorado Avalanche, um, 28 years old, five years, 25 and a half million, a bit pricey. Um, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, you know, he's a good player. It's 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 a little bit sketchy for me, um, just based on the fact that it's kind of what you have in Andrew Cop already. So that's a little bit rough. But um, in Eisenman, I trust. I guess you know it's once again Is building up, building out that center position. That's for darn sure. Um, then they also signed Shane uh, Godis Bahir. I don't know how the hell he pronounced his last name. He's a defenseman though. One year, four point one two five million dollars for the thirty year old defenseman. Um, depth. Right on the left side of that line, um, you know, depth piece. Right, one year, one it's a one year thing. Right, it, so it's not it's not anything all that crazy. Um, you know, you've got Ben Sherratt, you've got Jake Wallman, you've got Ali Mata, potentially Edvinson as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of depth on the defensive side of, of the puck for them, so which is exciting. Um, Justin Hall coming in for three years, three point four million dollars. Uh, Thirty one year old coming from. I believe it was, uh, where is he coming from? Uh, Montreal? No, not Montreal. Uh, Toronto, coming from Toronto. Um, you know, once again, another guy, yeah, right shot defenseman now, right, to offset the trade by, you know, for Heronic that they got, which they got a lot of stuff. They got a first and a second round pick for Heronic. Mm-hmm. That's quite a bit. Uh, Daniel Sprong, 26-year-old, one-year, $2 million deal. Pretty much a nothing deal. Um, it's one of those situations. He played for the Seattle Kraken last year, so it's kind of a situation where it's like, hey, had a decent year. Maybe get a little more ice time, see what we got. If not, well, it's a one-year deal. You know, oh, well. Um, James Reimer, uh, goaltender to serve behind Vili Husso, a $1.5 million deal. Um you know, 13-year veteran. You know, he's got a 9-11 save percentage in 476 games. Um, once again, stopgap guy. I, I think everything right now is just waiting for Kosa to hopefully be the guy, who, based on his performance in uh, the minor leagues, has been pretty darn spectacular. Uh, Alex Lyon, two years, $1.8 million. Um, once again, another goalie. Uh, he's probably going to be in Grand Rapids for a good chunk of that time, potentially, to help mentor Sebastian Kosa. So, like, I'm liking that. He kind of replaces the Nadelkovic role. Um, you know, those are kind of the big moves for sure. I and, and I want to kind of shift here. Once again, I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of deep dive on a guy that I don't, I'm not going to be able to tell you a whole bunch about. However, I will say this. This is a complete opposite of what Troy Weaver did, right? 
<laughs> Steve Eisman oh, went out and said, we got to go fill a whole bunch of holes here. But once again, I will point this out. Outside of the one or two signings, a five-year and a three-year deal, for it's like one year, prove it, see what we got, because we're kind of waiting for some of these younger guys to come up in here. Um, I want to bring up Alex Dabrinkit, though, because I do think that's an important piece of this puzzle a little bit. Obviously, the, the you know the captivating goal scorer out of the Ottawa Senators right now uh, wants a trade, will not be re-signing with Ottawa. That has already been kind of like, okay, he wants out. Ottawa's been trying to trade him. Um, they have not let Dabrinkit's you know, agents kind of come out and talk to other teams. Detroit is on the list of teams he would be willing to come to. And I think is the most logical place to get him. Um, Talk to me a little bit, Mike, just on what a 40 goal scorer would bring to this team. I'm all in and you know me, I'm not a big guy of trading for superstars. That's just not how I operate. Usually I, I would prefer to develop and, you know, resign your own guys, right? Make, get your own superstars. This move, though, in my opinion, would really elevate them, and you go, oh, shit, okay, Alex DeBrinkett's on the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, okay, you still have Dylan Larkin. Oh, okay, you got Moritz Sider. Okay, you got Lucas Raymond. You've got guys that are like, hey, now is the moment, right? Now is the time. You've got a good mixture there where you go, shit. You all, you bring in a 40-goal scorer mm-hmm. to this team, to this hockey team, that drastically improved defensively, and now is like, we need to put more pucks in the net. Yeah. I can't imagine there's a there's an ask where Eiserman's like, okay, we can't get this done. I feel like this is the move where you go, if Eiserman gets this deal done somehow and he, and he comes here, that's the stamp where you go, okay, and now it's a super explosion. Where it's like yeah. now they're in that playoff hunt, which they were in for a good chunk of the season before sure. they – you know, sold off parts. Yeah, I do think uh, based off of their last season, you know, being in that hunt for yeah. a hot minute yeah. um, and being in year five of a rebuild with a guy like Iserman, yeah. where you you know it's it should be going well. So when you're in year five, it's you're getting to that point where it's, okay, are, are we getting impatient here? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like... Yeah, we, and I think we, a lot of Red Wing fans are. You know, 100%. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the point yeah. is like, it's like Iserman's here. Like, this should... Right. Be on the racks right now, kind of rolling. Yeah. And we're not necessarily there yet. Yeah. I think adding this guy next to Larkin and just being, hey, we got two guys who can go get goals any yeah. any day, really, right. anytime we need something. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, obviously, you know, we got the rest of this offseason and yeah, a couple yeah. months before the season. But I do think the expectation for the wings this year should be playoffs. Oh, I, I agree. I, I agree think, I think I think if you don't make playoffs, I think it's a disappointing season. Yeah. Um, not necessarily, you know, Winning, a, I mean, obviously, it'd be nice to win around, but mm-hmm. I think just getting to playoffs should be the standard that right. we set. It's the same with the Lions. Both right. standards are make the playoffs. Yeah, I think the Lions sure. have even a slightly higher one of winning oh, yeah. division and yeah, yeah. get a home playoff game and that stuff. Yeah, but I think they're both on a similar trajectory there, where it's make the playoffs at worst case. Yeah, and so um, well, let's take I think w- that that. Go ahead. It puts you over the top yeah. to get to well, that and let's And let's put in context, too, and I know Red Wings fans are getting impatient. I get it. I'm starting to kind of feel the bug myself, right? But when you look at what Iserman said in the draft, he goes, look, we have to still establish our core group of guys. We have to establish our core group because we were not good enough last year. That's why he sold at the trade deadline. That's why Alex Bertuzzi is not here. That's why Philip Ronick is not here. It is because you go and you say, listen, we just don't, we're not ready. We're not, we're not able to compete day in and day out with these guys. We're just not. And I'll tell you when that happened is when they played 
I want to say it was the New Jersey Devils. I want to say it was the Devils. The Devils or the Hurricanes? I'm trying to remember which one. They had a back-to-back against that same team, mm-hmm. and they got their ass kicked. Both Physically yeah. got beaten up. And I think that's the moment when I went, not this year. Because we're not ready. We're not physically able to handle what these what these teams who are a little more experienced, got a little more, you know, savviness underneath their belt that are trying to make a push, we're not there. I think that was the moment. And I still think he's in that situation. I think Eiserman at this point is like, look, we're gonna have money. We're gonna have these flexibilities, but we have to establish our foundation of people so that we can build this thing for the long haul, right? The problem is is that you've got this money and you've got all this flexibility and you've spent a good chunk of money here over the last little bit. But, okay, you bring in Debrinkit, now you've got two $9 million players on your roster at bare minimum. In addition to, okay, Maritz Sider's going to be due pretty soon. Lucas Raymond's going to be due pretty soon. You've got guys you're going to have to pay pretty quickly here. Mm-hmm. So I, I I know it's not as easy as we'll go get Alex Debrinkit. Yes, but I think that Eisenman's got to play this and he's got to walk this line of, hey, look, yeah, it would be great to add this guy, but at the same time, you got to think about two, three, four years down the road when you're top heavy like Edmonton is, where you got two guys you're paying twelve and eight million dollars respectively to in McDavid and Drysidel, and you can't fill out the rest of your team, and you're a shit team still. You know what I mean? That's a very, very hard line to walk. I'm still in favor of it. I would love for them to do it. The fact that he wants to come here, I think, is pretty damn nice. Quite frankly, where it's like, no, no, I would go to Detroit. And you're like, oh. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's a fucking welcome, refreshing. I've never heard that. I would like to go to Detroit, please. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you heard that? I haven't heard it ever. So I still think it's going to happen. I have faith in what's the process of this whole thing. It's just hard to sit back and be like, all right. You know, like, good. yeah, it's hard to get excited about a JT Comfer or whatever his last, how you ever pronounce his last name is, when that guy's out there. You know, like, oh, maybe we just mm-hmm. go get him. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's jump onto the gridiron, Mike. We've got our another uh, divisional rankings in the AFC mm-hmm. North. We got it. We checked it off. Baltimore. Checked that box. Yep, Baltimore's the getting Baltimore's the team. Yep. Uh, what is uh, the division we're doing this week? All right, so we didn't decide. Okay, so, I was just letting you. I was just letting you oh, pick. Um, this is your world, buddy. I'm just living in it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so <laughs> here's where. So we obviously you know the three that we're choosing from. Um, in in my mind, yep. there is one that is that takes a lot less time to do. Let's do that one. And we're already we're already thirty four minutes say, in, and then and there's we get... two that probably are a little more expansive. Yeah, let's do the easy one this week because uh, next week I think we're gonna have a little less meat on the bone. Sure, probably um, um, so show we wise. Can, we will run with the AFC South unless you want to push for Bendor money to make the next week, and people are gonna lose their minds. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we have to. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that, that might be nice. Uh, all right, AFC South. AFC oh, South. Yeah, we got to get this one out of the way. Not even because it's gonna yeah. take less time. This, just this one we got to get be... it out of the way. This one might be the least interesting one. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I well, you got to do it. it. You got to bite the bullet. It, it competes with the NFC South. I was going to say. Like, talent-wise. I was going to say. Um, when we do the NFC South, everyone's going to be like, I don't want to. Yeah. But we have to do it. <laughs> yeah. We have to be fair to all these teams. Exactly. Even though. Sure. Atlanta's like, we got better. <laughs> uh, sure you did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So we will run the AFC South just like every week. We will go through positional groupings by positional groupings and then rank Offense and defense, and then rank who's going to compete with Baltimore as the team. We got in the AFC. ten weeks left for the season. Ten weeks. Yes. Ten weeks. Ten left. weeks. How I how I how I graded this out is we should be done with these the week before the NFL season starts. Nice. So like that 
that four days before the kickoff yeah. game, that Sunday episode, oh my God. we should be done with these. And then that's the day, because since we're going to do all these, yeah. is when we do our prediction for all the yeah. games. Yeah. We'll probably have that come out like yes. Monday or Tuesday. Yes. And then should I? So Thursday should I already queue up the dancing music when the Lions upset the Chiefs week one? <laughs> you can if you Dude, want. The Kool-Aid is going to be that flowing is, you know, so hard. That's going to be the game. one nice thing is we can actually talk, talk about it. Talk about yeah. the, the Thursday game. And we will. Game. Oh, we will. We, was, no matter yeah, what, yeah. we will. <laughs> but it's nice because normally they just start on a Sunday or Monday. So yeah. it's like and, and, the scheduling listen, doesn't work great. But. We're never going to be that show that's going to go week to week on some of this stuff because <clears> the inflammatory remarks. Like, remember when the Chiefs were just like 500? It was like, mm. they're what, like 2 and 2 or whatever. And I was yeah. like, what is wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs? And then they just rattled off and won the fucking Super Bowl. So, like, you know, maybe we just give it a minute. Yeah. When the Lions got to one and six, it was like, okay, maybe we got to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. When you as get long, shut up by a shitty New England team. As long as you I, – I, I'm not expecting much. But as long as you don't get, like, lose by 35 on opening night, I think it's a win. What if they win by 35? If they won't win by 35. Do you know Mahomes in September? Well, I mean, when Mahomes gets a flat tire on the way to the stadium <laughs> – Dave Campbell's going to jump out with a knife. Bite his kneecap off. Yeah, good. Yeah. Actually, not good. Yeah. Well, not good. Well, I'm not taking him in fantasy. It's okay. Yeah, I'm not either, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, I'm going to take the number one pick, I think, by the way. Okay. Just I, I want to tell Cade to listen to this episode just oh, so yeah. he knows. Okay. Coming for you, Cade. Send me those offers, buddy. Send me those offers. <laughs> anyway, he's going to try to send me some deal. I'm going to be like, you're an idiot. He's going to give you like five picks. He, he wants Justin Jefferson so bad, it's not even funny. Just so you know. Oh, I know. That's that's what I'm saying. Okay. It's either going to be if I, I pay, take the pick. Spoiler: It's I, just going to be Christian McCaffrey. So you know that's <laughs> that's what we all we're all playing we're all playing uh, volleyball the other day. Yeah. We all said I think Rob's just going to take CMC anyway, so I don't yeah. think it matters. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who else are you going to take? Justin Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, but like I mean, sure. yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's see. So we got these <laughs> rankings here. Um, so start with quarterbacks. All right, AFC South, ladies. AFC and South. So just so we all know. We got the Texans, Colts, Jags, Titans. That's probably a good way to preface that because I'm sure some people would go, I don't pay attention. Exactly. That's there's, a, a, there's a staggering amount of NFL fans who only pay attention to their team. Mm-hmm. It is a staggering amount of oh, people. I where know. It's like, did you see that trade between this team? And they're like, I don't know who that is. And I go, what are you talking about? Yeah. Because like, like I have I have buddies of mine that are like, I watch the Lions. That's all they do is they watch the Lions. Mm-hmm. They they care. They they're they're super in tune with what the Lions do, mm-hmm. but like they don't pay attention. Like. Oh yeah, I know Mahomes is really good, but like I don't know why this person's good or why it's, this trade's important. It's you like know what the mean? same feel um, with people who only watch pro and don't watch college. Yes, where it's like yes. the draft comes around and, and you're like, like, I don't know, who. I don't know who's good or not because right. I don't watch college exactly. football. Yeah. So after like the first like, why is this guy picks, good? Yeah, yeah. You're, like, you're like I don't know because I don't have yeah. that knowledge. Right, kind of the same feel. It's crazy. Um, I couldn't what are you guys doing? Going outside, weirdos. <laughs> That's what people ask me all the time. They're like, do you ever go outside in the fall? I go, no. No. Actually. Yeah, hard pass. It's kind of gross. <laughs> um, so CJ Stroud plays for the Houston Texans now. He does he? Um, yeah. Do Much you to their own dismay. <laughs> do you, do you want to use CJ Stroud or Davis Mills for No, CJ Stroud. CJ okay. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, all those guys. Okay, yeah, so yeah. CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Trevor Lawrence, and let me make sure. I'm pretty sure it's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, it's Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not Will Levis. No, it's not. Or I think Will Levis is third, and I think it's the third string. Yeah, well, they have it here second by, sure, third. Okay. Either one does matter. Ryan Tannehill is the starter. Got you. Um, well, this so is the easiest one this ever. This might be the easiest one. So. Yeah, so I guess when Mahomes gets there, it's pretty Clearing away the number one guy. Like if we when we're doing the Oh, when we're doing all, well, here's yeah. the thing though. Does Mahomes' team get No 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 I'm talking about just from the quarterbacks. Oh yeah, oh yeah, clearly. So yeah. T Law is number one. 
after that, I think you have to go Ryan Tannehill. I think too, you do too. Yes, fairness. I think you do. Yeah. Um, even though I, I think like Stroud could be better, and then I think you go Stroud Richardson just by draft order and yep. by accomplishments. And yeah, college. I think that's fair. I, I and also I don't. I think I like. Um, I know people are like, man, Houston's receiving core is really bad, and it is. But um, I don't know if you looked at the Colts receiving we'll, core. We'll be getting that. So it'll yeah. be fun. All right. So running back room. So I'll name the top two here. So we got Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary for the Houston, Houston. Texans, which yeah. actually isn't as not bad terrible. Um, Just don't get stabbed this year. It'll be fun. Yeah. Colts. We got uh, obviously Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. He's there now. So. Mm. Okay. Running back rooms. Big drop um, off there. <laughs> Jacksonville, you got obviously Travis Etienne and yeah. uh, Jamichael Hasty. San Francisco running back, he's there. Sure. And that obviously we know that uh, the Titans have Derrick Henry. Yep. And Hassan Haskins. I, <laughs> did you see that news about Haskins? Yeah. So actually, uh, <laughs> they actually also have. Uh, Ty J Spears. Okay, let's 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 through that. Let's put that one in the equation sure. instead of Haskins because I don't think Haskins goes long for this world. Sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I really what just Derek Henry. What an idiot. Um, yeah. This one's actually kind of fun because Jacksonville's actually fourth. Yeah. Probably. I, uh, well, let's Unless, see. Do you like Damian Pierce? I guess. Obviously, so here's here's where it comes no, I down. put him third. I put Houston fourth. Yeah. So here's what it comes down to: is yeah. Tennessee and Indianapolis are one and two, yeah. and Jackson and Houston are so, three and four. Now here's the thing: Do you have Indianapolis one or do you have? Tennessee won because I think I would actually have uh, Jonathan Taylor won. I think I think Indianapolis won because yeah, yeah. I think Jonathan Taylor with Zach Moss yeah, yeah. is better than yeah I think Derrick Henry yeah. and name a guy yeah I think Derrick Henry even though I think Derrick Henry might be better yeah. overall I think Derrick Henry's kind of starting to, we're starting to see the tear the wear yeah. and tear a little not bit. fantasy wise no but not fantasy but, but like performance performance wise yeah sure. I think they're starting that's why he was on the trade block this year I just yeah. normally wants to trade for a. 30-year-old running back. Sure. Um, um, yes, yeah, so yeah. Jonathan Taylor won. So Colts won. Yep. Tennessee two. two. I'm actually going to put Jacksonville three. I think ETN's going to have that's a decent fine. year. ETN, yeah. ETN's good. Yeah, and um, I think I'm going to put Houston four. Yeah. I, I do really like Damian Pierce. So Damian I do Pierce, too. I do Damian too. Pierce in other divisions would probably be like two or three. Yeah, I, I, I do like him quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ETN wide, just gives me that receiving vibe stuff, which is really nice. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver rooms. These. Let's, let's oh. debate this one. This one's going to be fun. Holy shit. Um, Colts. Or, sorry. Texans is the order we're going in. Yeah, yeah. Texans, Nico Collins, mm-hmm. John Mechie, Robert Woods. Top three. Nice. Colts, Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, Isaiah McKenzie, the Buffalo guy. <sighs> Jacksonville, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. <laughs> okay. Want to watch ones? That's good. Of <laughs> and then Tennessee Titans. Oh, God. Tra- this Traylon Burks. Nick Westbrook Akini and Kyle Phillips. What? There is no way that's their receiving core right now. I oh mean, my can, god. Do you want to go to Racy McMath? Holy or shnikes. Chris Moore? Oh my god. Jacob Copeland? No, I believed you. I just can't believe that they're just like, no, no, this is the receiving core we're going into. Yep, that's the receiving core. Holy crap, dude. Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook Akini, and Kyle Phillips. Wow. So they're fourth. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. I don't even know two of those guys' names. Oh, my gosh. Dude. How are you a GM and you're like, no, no, that's okay. Seriously? Come on. I just I just read off the list, dude, Rob. The Lions got <laughs> Marvin Jones for one year for like $4 bucks. You couldn't have told me? You couldn't have went and signed Marvin Jones to be your number two or one, potentially? Golden Tate, I'm guessing, is willing to take a job right now. <laughs> Well, he would have to hell? he'd have to start over Kyle Phillips, who's their slot receiver. Holy shit! Okay, yeah, Tennessee's four. 
Jacksonville's clearly one, mm-hmm. and that's not close. I think Indy's two. Michael Pittman had a breakout. I think here. Michael Pittman's yeah. the best out of that in the Texans room. Yeah. Even though I kind of like the Texans room as a whole. Do you? Maybe more. I'm interested. Nico, John Mechie coming back, I think yeah. is huge. Tank Dell and is Robert be, Woods. Tank Dell was, I think, a second round pick for them this year, too, right? Yeah, out of Ohio State. Yeah. I think he's going to have a bigger said, role. Yeah. Um, I think I, right I now like the whole room. Yeah, but I do like Michael Pittman. I do like Isaiah McKenzie from Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. he was a really good third for them when yeah. he was there. So I'll, I won't disagree with you on the yeah. Colts at two. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I think everyone. Looks, I think next year we could definitely go. Oh, Houston actually showed. Yeah, that especially they can, if they yeah. maybe draft another receiver or yes. get someone else, they could be like, oh, this is actually Harrison. really good. Yeah. Sure. Right. Um, actually, they won't have their picks. I, that's actually just, that's a lie. They probably won't. I, they probably okay, won't. Arizona's going to get it. Arizona's <laughs> going to have one and two. And probably pick yeah. both, so. Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we got uh, Jacksonville one, Indy two, Houston three, Tennessee like what? four. Dude, like, Tennessee has the worst. I think they have the worst receiving court in the league. Well, we'll, we'll, dude, we'll figure that out. There's but. no way that they don't have a worse one. You're not going to tell me that Traylon Burks is your number one. Yeah. He's not a number two on a good chunk of teams. He's not a number two on Jacksonville. Or probably Houston, or Indy. Probably, not. I don't think the, he's even the, the two. The closest would be Indy. It would be Indy because he probably Michael. beats Alec Pierce out. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Michael Pittman's legit. Like he Michael had a Pittman's really, really great year absolutely. last year. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's where you're Wow, right. that is really bad. Yep. I don't even love Jacksonville's. They just got a lot of speed. Calvin really coming back is going to help immensely. Yeah. Um, but quarterback play damn. really helps that out, but yeah. but like literally, you could throw you could throw Mahomes out there for Tennessee's and go, shnikes. who are you throwing to? Because there's no one out there. Wow, I can't even believe that they're like, nope, these are our guys. That's insane. All right, so tight end rooms after th- Julio still available and going that old ass again or something. Yeah. Good God! All right, so the Texans have uh, Dalton Schultz, the Dallas tight end. So he's the, yeah, that was a good signing he, for them was actually. A good signing, yeah. So, um, that's kind of the big one there. Yeah. Uh, we got um, Jelani Woods and Mo Alley Cox are the two for the Colts. It's actually not a bad combination between the two. Uh, not sexy. Jacksonville has Evan Ingram and yeah. Bretton Strange. Evan Ingram's really good. And Luke Farrell. Yeah. I kind of recognize that name. That's yeah. Why I that one up. And then uh, the Titans have. Who is that? Oh, Chigozium. Ochigozium. Yeah. Yeah. Chigwiz Ochigozium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oconquo Or no, Chigozium Aquanka, right? Because it's Yeah, the Aquanka was last time. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So Titans are four. That's crazy. Dude, who the heck? Dude, uh, listen, Ryan Tannehill is going to be really bad regardless of who you have there. Yeah. But you're not even he- like, and here's the thing they, they took Malik Wilson, then they got Will Levis. So you're helping none of these young guys. Let's just say, oh, Tannehill's terrible. We're going to go with a new dude. How? How can you justifiably go and say this guy's going to be better when you've got ha- nobody? Because they can hand it off to Derrick Henry every play. For four games before he stubs his toe again. Yeah. Come right. on, man. Yeah, so yeah, so Titans are four. Tennessee's not going to win any games. They're not going to score. Derrick Henry better have 4,000 yards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Titans are this four. This offensive and- line we better get to in a second better be the best. <laughs> Jesus. All right, sorry. I'm, I'm interrupting. Okay, yeah. Tennessee's four. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think uh, Colts are three yes. just by name value. And I think the room is pretty solid. Yeah. But it's kind of like the Lions room before they took Laporta Rigo. You don't have any stars, but they're overall, it's not terrible. Yes. You know what I mean? I would agree. Like, Serviceable. Mo'Ali Mo, Mo, Mo Cox, yes. I think, is like really good. Yeah, I think but he's, he's just solid. Not like... Jelani Woods, a bit, a bit of a blocker. Like I, I think they both kind of do the same things. Mm-hmm. They're not terrible, and then I think it kind of just depends. Do you like Dalton Schultz or Evan I'm going to take Ingram. I'm going to take Ingram as one. Dalton, Sh- actually, mm, 
I don't know about that, actually. I, I think I may actually take Schultz one because I think Schultz is more of a three-down tight end, where Ingram is more of like the just the receiving yeah, the only. Receiving tight end, yeah. I don't think he blocks a ton. Sure. So I, I maybe actually kind of want to put Schultz one, but I won't. If you're like, no, Evan Ingram is definitely the guy. I, I think they're really close. Like if in, yeah. in fantasy terms, yeah, yeah. they're the second-ranked tight end. Right. Like you have their top three or yes. four. They're, yes. they're in that second right tier, got tier yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be angry, and I don't think, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think this really is gonna matter on the offensive no, side. No, it's I not. think I think we have yeah. one that's probably gonna win as yeah. long as the offensive line holds up. So, um, yeah, okay, it doesn't gonna, really yeah. matter. I, I'm gonna say Schultz. I'll give I'll give Schultz yeah. the edge just because I think he's a three down tight end. Sure, and then Evan Ingram yeah. too. And then yeah, Colton Ingram three. is really good though. He had a career year for them yeah. last year. All right, offensive line. So we don't do, we're gonna go left tackle to right tackle. Yep. starting starting. Five. Yeah, yeah. So Houston Texans. We got Laramie Tunzel. Mm-hmm. Uh. Kenyon Green, yep. Juice Shrugs, Shaq Mason, yeah. and Titus Howard. It's actually not a the, bad old The line. Juice Shrugs was a second-round pick this okay. past season. Okay. Just so you I know. mean, you got first-round picks, Laramie Tunsil on there. Yep. Shaq Mason's really good yeah, still. You, you got, That's you got, a pretty good O-line. You got three first-round picks. Juice is a, the center is a second-round pick. Shaq Mason's and Shaq a Mason's stud. The guard, the yeah. Guard. yeah, that's not a bad O-line. They're, they're going to give Stroud help. Yes. That allows Stroud to stay alive back there. All right, we got the Indianapolis Colts here. Colts have uh, Bernard Raymond at the Oof, left tackle, rough. Quentin Nelson at left guard, Best Ryan Kelly, Will Fries, and Braden Smith. I don't love that. Like, I mean, they got good, two good guys, and the rest are garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. really hot garbage. Good thing Anthony Richardson fast. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> um, the Jacksonville Jaguars here have Walker Little, yep. Ben Barch, Luke Fortner, Brandon Sheriff, and Anton Harrison, their first-round pick. Yeah, I love that. No, not, not the best out no. there. And then the Tennessee Titans. Cam Robinson's not there anymore, right? Uh, he is not. No. no. I thought so. I think he got suspended. Maybe that's why he's not on the list. Um, oh, yeah, he did get Yeah, he's their left tackle. Yeah, he's uh, – Left tackle, right? Does it say yes. left or right? Yeah, yeah he's, he's a left tackle. Yeah, he got suspended. Yeah, for PEDs, so, right? Four yeah. or six games. Yeah. yeah. So let's put that in the list just because that's sure, – Sure, yeah, sure. He should be their starting left tackle. I don't think it changes yeah, a whole lot. suspended four games, PEDs, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so we can throw that in there. I don't know if it – yeah, like you said, I don't think it changes no. a lot. But you can maybe yeah. move Walker Little for Cam Top yeah. or right. Cam Robinson. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and then we got the Tennessee Titans here. So they got left tackle to right tackle, Andre Dillard, Daniel Brunskull, Aaron Brewer, Jordan Roos, and Peter Skronsky. Wow. All right. So Houston's one. Houston's one. Houston's Absolutely. one. I'm going to put, um, I think Jacksonville, Jacksonville's with the Cam two. Robinson, Asterix yes. at two. I think Jacksonville's two. And then I'm gonna, I, Indy three, cause they I'm have the, Indy three. the star guys yeah, and the Indy Titans three. are four. Yeah. I think if like if Peter Skronsky turns into like a premier right tackle like Panay did in his yeah. first and year, and him and Andre Dillard are two, yeah, really good Dillard bookends, is a guy but... where it's like he's okay. He's just never done it long term. Like he was in Philly forever, right? As yeah. like that reserve, that swing tackle. He just was spot duty, so it's like okay, wow, that's those dude. Those are not good O lines though. No, uh, Houston, like that was surprising. That's why I like doing this is because Houston's got a legit O line. Yeah, if Damian Pierce runs for a thousand yards, I'm not going to be shocked. No, not at all. Um, yeah, so that is uh, offensive line. So offenses. Uh, so Jacksonville's one. So Jacksonville's one. I yeah, think clearly. they. I mean, they're not really last in any category no, here no. Uh, in their division. Uh-uh. Um, 
Tennessee's four. We'll just Ten- Tennessee's, Tennessee's a far, far away four. Far Holy four. shit! Their are only they thing bad. that they're even close in is, is running, back. running back and quarterback. Air quotes because it's only competition is Trevor Lawrence. Technically, yeah, right. Um, Realistically, we could probably put CJ Stroud above him, but it's un- unfair because yeah. we haven't seen it. Correct. Um. So Tennessee's four. Yeah. So. Uh, honestly, yeah, like hand in the air. Honestly, yeah. I kind of like Houston. I do too. I, I was about to say the same thing. I was like, I think Houston wins it. I think over Houston's the over over Indy. And now, I would not have said that coming in. No, but I think that offensive line kind of won me over with Damian yeah. Pierce and the receiving room's not terrible. Yeah, if CJ Stroud's good, I think the offense can actually be really good. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I think that's a fair assessment. All I right. really, I really do. Yeah. All right, so Jacksonville one, Houston two, Indy three, Tennessee four. Yeah. in terms of offenses. Yeah. Jacksonville is going to go six and zero in the division. They already have six wins, just bookmarked. Yeah. Fantastic. I think. I think the only one like I think Houston might be able to run them if offensively if, if, they play the thing, well. This all Tennessee, changes. Tennessee is, dude. Ch- dude. Yeah. Here's the thing about both Indy and Houston before we go to defense. Right. If they hit on their quarterbacks, doesn't matter. Nothing else because if Anthony Richardson is the second coming of Cam Newton or whatever, yeah. right? Like prime Cam Newton, they're not going to give a shit. Yeah. Right. If if Stroud can be the guy to break that Ohio State quarterback curse and sit back there and pick people apart, they're going to be a problem. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because they got you know they got capital. All right, so running defenses. So on defense, we actually have we have God less. Damn, dude, Tennessee's bad. Everyone's talking about Arizona, and they're a really bad team. I don't know how many games Tennessee wins this year. No. Uh, Holy yeah, shit. keep that in mind when we're going through these when we choose the winners and losers because they might not win a lot. Um, so we do D line. Anything on ourlads.com when yeah. they rank them as a D lineman, a linebacker, or right. corner safety. Right, correct. So yeah, if so. they're if like like last week we had TJ Watt, we counted him as a linebacker, yes. a linebacker standing. Yeah, we can't go based on scheme because if if yeah, we're going on three four four three five two whatever, like yeah, we're changed. gonna be here forever. Yeah, yeah, so we're going whatever this listed as a D lineman, yes. whatever they list as linebacker, whatever yes. they list as. That's a why we do our overalls at the end to make yeah, sure to that make we're sure counting for everything. Yes. So D lineman here. Yeah. So. Texans, they are running with Will Anderson, left defense end. Yep, second or first pick. Sheldon Rankins. Not bad. Malik Collins. Okay. Jonathan Greenyard. Okay. And they also have Mich- or Michigan guy Chase Winovich as a oh, rotational guy. Yeah, I Kirk, just saw him played, on the side. Played in so New England. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can add him too. Um, yeah, he came from New England. Or actually, yeah. Yeah, he came from New England, yeah. Uh, Colts, Quiddipay. Michigan Grover man. Stewart, Michigan guy, yes. Yep. Pay. Grover Stewart, yep. DeForest Buckner, Samson Ibukem. Not bad, actually. A lot of San Francisco guys. Yeah, not, not bad. Not <laughs> bad at all. That's why it's so good. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville, they are running with uh, Roy Robertson-Harris, mm-hmm. Davon Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, Florenzo uh, Fatukasi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fatukasi, yeah. And uh, that's it because yep. the other ones are linebackers, so keep that okay. in mind. And then... The Titans are running Danico Autry, Tier Tart, Jeffrey Simmons. Other ones are linebackers. Wow. Okay. Um. So do we like? So we like Texans one on the D line. Actually, no, sorry, no, no. Colts. D Colts. One. I'll say. Wait. Colts yeah. one. D Colts line. one. D line. Sure. Yes. Uh, Texans two. D line. Nine mm, core remaining linebackers. Yeah, probably. I think I'm gonna put. It's Will Anderson and Sheldon Rankins out there. I yeah, think that's not bad. Uh, I don't love anyone that we named for Jacksonville or trying to see yet, but when we get to linebackers, well, Jeffrey might... Simmons is a stud. Yes. Jeffrey Simmons is really good. He's the best player on both teams. Like uh, who's, between uh, Jacksonville like, and Tennessee? Yeah, because Jacksonville doesn't have yeah. 
Because no, Jacksonville, because they got Josh Allen and those guys at linebacker spot, yes, right? So yes. that helps the pass rush. But from a defensive line perspective, yeah, just the three down yeah, guys. I think I think I think Tennessee yeah, sure. takes it, sure, just okay. based on that. All right, so we got uh, Indy one here, Houston two, yep. Tennessee three, Jacksonville four. Yeah, all right, linebackers. This is where things shift. This is where a lot of things yep. might move yep. around, and then we'll kind of just keep in mind for front seven right. in general. Uh, so the Texans have Christian Harris. Yep. Denzel Perryman mm-hmm. and Corey Littleton yep. as their linebackers. Not the worst linebacking core in the world. The Indianapolis Colts have Zaire Franklin, Shaquille <laughs> Leonard, yep. and EJ Speed. Okay, so one out of three. EJ Speed. That just EJ sounds Speed. like a nickname of a guy that was created in a mock draft somewhere mm-hmm. in Madden 23. The Jacksonville Jaguars have Josh Allen, Foyaside Uluikon, oh. Devin Lloyd, Trayvon oh. Walker. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. That's why I keep that in mind because two of dude, those guys are going to be dude, pass dude, I, I am such a big Olukon fan mm-hmm. because he's so fast. Yeah. And then the Titans have Harold Landry III, mm-hmm. Monty Rice, Aziz Alshir, mm-hmm. San Francisco linebacker. Yeah. Okay, so Jacksonville's... Oh, and, uh, and Arden Key from Jacksonville. He's okay, right another outside. another former first-round pick that's garbage. Uh, or second-round pick. Anyway, uh, so Jacksonville's won by far and away. Yes. Not really all that close. No. Their linebacker, that's a that sick-ass linebacker. Awesome. I mean, they're really going to run a 5-2 is really yeah, what they're going to do. Yeah, pretty much, but we can't. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, okay, so Jacksonville's one. I think so this one. So I think Tennessee's four. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 none yeah. of them I, I fell in love Harold with. Harold Landry got paid, but he's not good. This one is really comes down to, do you like the Colts, Shaquille Leonard? Yeah. Or do you like Houston's, like, not great, yeah. but like Denzel Perryman, Christian Harris, Corey Littleton. Do you like the three yeah. as starters yeah. or Shaquille Leonard? That's I'm really gonna, what it comes out. I'm going to say the Texans and then the Colts. Like Shaq is really good, yeah. right? But like probably the second, third best linebacker in football. Right absolutely, now. yeah. Outside but the problem is that you have nothing. Uh, the it, I think it would be different too, low key, if they still had Matt Eberflus as a defensive coordinator. Sure, like that scheme because that defense was really good, and mm-hmm. you didn't know everybody out there, but you're just like they're pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah I think Texans are too, just because I think the overall the the drop off between the linebackers is not nearly as steep. It's like you have the best to two guys I've never yeah. heard of. Like if you were yeah, if you were drafting Colts and Texans linebackers, you go Shaquille Leonard. Yeah, but then you might take. Yeah, two or three Texans yeah, like a Perryman, starters. and then maybe even a Christian Harris just coming into his second yeah. year. Or even Corey Littleton, yeah. and then you right. might take the next Colt guy. So it's like, yeah. which one do, would you rather yeah. have? I think Texans has a more complete room there, yeah. for sure. So Texans, two, what, two? and Indy three. Indy three, Titans ten- four. Jesus. Titans are just... Dude, the Titans are going to be bad. Titans, I think the Titans and the Cardinals are racing for that first pick. Yeah. Um, and they're going to take another quarterback. <laughs> they just take quarterbacks yeah. every year. Like Waste a second-round pick, waste a third-round pick, well, whatever. All right. So, secondary. So, we go... Corner, safety, safety, corner, yep. and then if the nickel is like a yeah. big enough name or something, or I'll, if they run, if we know they run a lot, if they run a see lot him on the nickel, field a lot, then yeah, we're then I'll, I'll throw him in. Yeah. All right. So the Texans mm-hmm. are running with Stephen Nelson, the Philly guy. Yep. Jimmy Ward. Yep. From San Fran. Uh, Jalen Petra. That's good. Second round pick last year. And Derek Stingley Jr. Yep. First round pick with uh, Desmond King as their nickelback. Okay, yeah, he's not great, but either way, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, they're young. They're young in spots. They, they're literally a half and half. They got some veterans and they got some young guys. Yep. All right, Jalen Petrie is going to be a stud for them, though. <laughs> yep. The Colts here, they got Juju Brents, second round pick of this year, this mm-hmm. past draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Julian Blackman. Yep. Rodney Thomas the second, mm-hmm. and uh, Dallas Flowers with Kenny Moore the second as a nickelback. Yeah, that's not good. What happened to their secondary? 
was they had Stefan Gilmore oh, really like raised stuff yeah, last year. Yeah, that's right. But, I forgot uh, he's in Dallas now, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a weird fit for me. That's a weird fit. Uh J- Jacksonville here. Mm-hmm. They got uh Tyson Campbell, mm-hmm. Rashad Jenkins, yeah. Andre Cisco, uh Darius Williams, and Trey Herdman. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Andre Cisco, man, making a run from yeah. Syracuse. He's like a fifth round pick. Good for him. He's fast. Mm-hmm. He's very fast. And then the Titans have Christian. Better have something. <laughs> Christian Fulton, Amani Hooker, Kevin Byard, Sean Muff, Sean Murphy Bunting, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll just stop there. Yeah. Caleb Fairley. Or yeah, Caleb yeah, former first round pick, yes. still kind of coming back from that back injury when they drafted yeah. him. Um, wow. Okay. Um, so mm. I'm kind of leaning. So I think I, was, I like Tennessee secondary. As you say, Tennessee or Houston are kind of my one two. I think Tennessee is number uh, one for me. Tennessee's one. Now, if Kevin Byard gets traded, that hurts them quite a bit. A but lot, as yes. of right now, yes. Yeah. So Tennessee one, Houston, Houston two, two. I think just on the potential alone, they got a lot of guys. Like Jimmy Ward's a stud. I know he dropped that pass in the NFC Championship game, but he was really good for them for a long time in San Francisco. Yeah, he was. Stingley's number four pick in the number three pick. Number three pick in the draft. And um, Jalen Petrie is going to be a dude for them. So at least three out of four spots there, they've got it kind of covered. Um, who's their other corner again? Steven Nelson. Yeah, it was uh, fine, right? Yeah, sure. It's number two. Um, I, I actually don't mind Houston secondary. No. Uh, Colts and Jags, I think they're both kind of the same in a sense. Where yeah, they're I, both I pretty hot garbage, they're, honestly. They're both not very good. They yeah. both have like one guy who kind of stands out a little bit, but nothing crazy. Yeah. So I think they're just th- like, I think it's one, two, kind of a, a gap, yeah. three, four. Yeah. So whatever way you want to take it, I, I don't, don't think it's going to impact. Yeah, I don't think it matters too much. Um, I guess I'll s- just for, just for clarity purposes, I'll say Jacksonville three and, yeah. and Indy four, but it's the, yeah. so close that I don't think it's that right. big. That both swing. defenses are going to thrive off their front seven. Yes. That's really, it's yeah. going to happen. Um, so now knowing their defenses, how would you rank defenses in total? This is tough because you look at the Jags front seven, especially with those linebackers, that linebacking core is clearing away the best position group. It's it's crazy how, so two teams have great front sevens yeah, and then their back end is mm-hmm. bad. And then the two other teams mm-hmm. have rough front sevens, mm-hmm. but like a pretty solid, solid, yeah. solid back, yeah. back five, right. four. So, so it's kind of like, depending on how you want to. Yeah. All right, so I'm uh, here. Oh, oh, Jesus. I don't know. This is crazy to say, I guess. I don't know, but, like, I feel like Houston is the most complete of the defense. I do, too. I do think so. Isn't that weird? Because, like, the the linebacking core in general, I think we agreed, was, like, pretty solid. Yeah, not great. Yeah, pass rush is okay. Having Will Anderson there with Sheldon Rankins as a defensive line, I think it's pretty solid. And I think we agreed that their secondary is either one or two pretty easily. right. I think it, I think Houston's won there. At least from a roster standpoint and your expectations. Now Houston's a little harder to project because they do have so many young guys, right? Yeah. But they're drafted high for a reason, yeah. right? If but Will we're Anderson's Will a dog, Anderson to be yeah, an Aiden Hutchinson yeah. slash right. If he throws, uh, if he gives me eight sacks this year, no one's going to complain, right? Trayvon Walker type, yeah, exactly. So. so it's like, I think what hurts Jacksonville is they've got such good linebacker play, right? But their defensive line is meh, and their secondary is rough. That is yes. not a good secondary. Colts, same thing. I think you've got one good linebacker, got a solid D line, but your secondary is meh. And then Tennessee, while I like your secondary, you have no pass rush outside of Jeffrey Simmons. Yep. And your linebacker play is going to be non existent. 
So I think Houston takes it. I think it's Houston. I'm probably going to put Colts for front seven. All right. If here's the thing, if you're debating front, because uh, we're yeah. great, Tennessee's four probably. Yeah, right? Tennessee's and, four. And then, so then it's I'm going to say Jags seven? is two. You like Jags more? Be only because I think their linebacking core slash pass rush with with Josh Allen. Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, and Aluakon. That is the best position group defensively in the entire division. Sure. In the entire division. That's fair. Those are four legit dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's with Trayvon Walker not having the best rookie year. mm -hmm. That's a pretty damn good setup. Yeah. Um, So So Jacksonville being two. Yep. Colts three. Three, Yep. And Titans four. Yeah. All right. So this this leads to a very interesting idea here because (laughs) Jacksonville and Houston are both one and two. two. Yes. Flipped yep. in our mind here. Right. So I guess it just kind of comes down to I feel well, like what, do you want to do you want to bring in the coaching as well? Maybe as that third yeah, tiebreaker. Do you want to do any special teams at all? Yeah. The special teams is not, that's not fine. fine. But I will say this. So we gotta compare, right? You've got a new coaching staff, right? For D'Amico Ryan's in Houston. Yep. Third coach in three years for Houston, by the way. Sure. And you've got Doug Peterson going into year two after having a pretty magical run at the end of last season mm-hmm. after they got their ass whipped by your Detroit yeah. Lions. Um, I think it comes down to coaching, mm-hmm. and I and I don't like saying this, but quarterback play. Yeah. I, I really – sometimes I think when you're, when you're this close from a roster construction because you got young guys you're expecting to take levels, right? And I also think Jacksonville is at least at this point shown they can win with this group of guys. Yeah, I would agree. You know what I mean? So I think Jacksonville's won. I think Jacksonville takes the slight edge because yeah. of, yeah, like you said, coaching and everything. Yeah, Doug Peterson's there. He's won a Super Bowl. He unlocked Trevor Lawrence last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Him and that coaching staff, right? I mean, you couldn't have done worse than Urban Meyer. But, like, he – Got them going, right? Yep. They come to Detroit, they get their butts whooped, and they come out and they go rattle off nine wins in a row. Mm-hmm. Win a playoff game, all that stuff. They're headed in the right direction. Jags one, Houston two, Colts three, three. Tennessee by far and away four. Yeah. Wow. Which is, I, I wouldn't say I'm shocked by the by the. Well, I would hope ranking. that Houston have fucking at some point, right? Yeah. All these picks. Yeah. I I, I kind of go went in thinking Colts would be two and, and yeah, Texans too. would be three. Me too. But I mean the Texans the roster because the Colts don't spend money. Yeah, that's that's true. They don't spend money. Yeah, the Texans roster is not. It's it's gonna be the, this, that's the praise I'm gonna say for like what I said for Seattle last year. Yeah. yeah. Texans roster is not as bad as, as people think everyone, it is. Like everyone's like, oh, Texans four wins. I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah. If C.J. Stroud plays well, here's the thing, and they they have low-key done some moves. They have built the offensive line mm-hmm. to protect a young pocket passer quarterback who's more athletic than people think. The problem is, is they don't have anything sexy on the outside, sure. right? They have no huge playmakers. Their running back is Damian Pierce. No one's talking about Damian Pierce, right? Mm-hmm. But you've got a solid offensive line. You've got a quarterback who you think can, can chuck it, right? And you have a young defense, that's going to be inheriting a new scheme. That's where I think people are like misreading this Houston team a little bit. If they hit on a couple of these picks and stay relatively healthy offensive line wise, they're going to be a tough. They are going to be the Lions of two years ago, mm-hmm. where they're in every game. Maybe because they're youth, they fuck it up somehow. But if they have four wins at the end of the year, it's not going to be because they're getting blown out every week. Yeah. They're going to be a competitive and that's kind football of what team. What I felt them last year, yeah, Houston was. Right. They were in a lot of games. Yeah. It was just, just couldn't like, close it out. They didn't yeah. have enough talent. The and, and maybe would they take still over don't. at the end right. or whatever. And it was like Davis Mills was just making they a mistake. Need a, at they the need end. a true number one receiver. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the first order priority for them, and I think they can improve upon their pass rush even more. I think they're going to be really. I think they're going to be a difficult yeah, out. They could be. Fun. They, it, it could be CJ Shroud and Trevor Lawrence for yeah, that division. I'm the next fascinated year. to see how that divi- how that pick winds up going. The ones going to Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated to see how because they got to know that right. Like, okay, we gave up our our first next year. We have another first from Cleveland anyway, but we gave up our first. Yeah. So hopefully that's not a top five pick because Arizona's gonna be like, please, for the love yeah, of God, get please. like two and five or something. Yeah. It's like there we go. That was fun though. I wasn't expecting Texans to be as high as they were, but they got a lot of pieces right. You can be excited about absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be good. All right, shift focus. Let's jump inside the squared circle. We've got AEW Forbidden Door and WWE Money in the Bank. Let's go through. We're going to go in chronological order here. So we're going to go Forbidden Door first. It happened yeah. last Sunday. I would also just say that I think Money in the Bank has a lot more newsworthy things to talk about than what yes. Forbidden Door came yeah. out with. I don't think Forbidden Door historically is ever going to have newsworthy stuff coming out. Not really. It's no. more of like the dream matches. Like, how do we put on the best wrestling card? Yeah. You know, we say that, and then there's like a match. Where I go, eh, maybe not. But either way, um, let's get into it, though. Match for match, and then we'll kind of go overall. Yeah. So, we opened the show yep. because MGF wanted it, so we gave it to him. He <laughs> wanted to open the show. That so, time tweet was still the best thing. That ever. time tweet was yeah, really funny. Uh, MGF defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi in 15 minutes and 46 seconds. Got a three and a quarter stars on wow. the ranking. And, uh, this match was not good. Yeah. Uh, Tanahashi was hurting. You could tell. I think he's hurt. I don't know if it's no, just, he, he's yeah. old, but he was hurting for sure. Couldn't do it. He's a, a mix of old and hurt. Yeah, they, so. they, they, they did old school 80s style heel work. Right, yeah. made it look like at the very end he cheats. I didn't think he needed to cheat to win. Uh, Maybe that's a good deal that they made. Like, look, Tanahashi can take the pin, but yeah, yeah do something, know, do something, or he comes out looking not terrible. Sure, but yeah, this this whole show to me a little bit though was like even the title matches where you go, it's it's a it's a title match just to have a title match. Mm-hmm. There's no real threat here in any of these. Next up, the Owen Hart Foundation 2023 Men's Tournament quarterfinal match. That's a lot. That's a lot of words. Really That's not a lot, lot of words. Happening. That's a lot of words. Um, we had CM Punk take on uh, Kojima. Because, Satoshi Kojima, you baby. Know, why? First and only man ever to hold the IWGP Heavyweight and All Japan Triple Crown Heavyweight Championships at the same time. 20 facts. years ago. 20 years ago. Big facts. <laughs> Went 13 minutes, 40 seconds, got four stars. This was good. This I enjoyed was, this. This was not... Yeah. I enjoyed this. I thought this was fun. Knowing Punk's going to win, there's no way in hell he doesn't, right? I thought they did as good a job as they possibly could in this situation. Four stars seems a bit high to me for a 13-minute match, but I thought this was really good. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this match. Yep. This is a match where you go and you watch and you go, that was fun. I enjoyed it. I had yeah. a good time. They kept a good pace. I was good. Sure. Next up. Wanted to see the Lariat. Didn't get it, but that's okay. You can't get everything you I want know, in this I world. See, I know. Uh, AEW International Championship four-way, four-way match. This was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. Orange Cassidy defeating Daniel Garcia, uh, Shibata, and Zack Sabre Jr. Obviously pinned Garcia because he's the only non-champion. So, God, I love know. that hip movement, though. Those hip thrusts. Those hip thrusts are Hilarious. just Hilarious. I love it. Uh, match went 11 minutes, 15 seconds. Did not feel like 11 only minutes. Only 11 minutes? Really? Felt... It felt longer in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, I was in it. The I was, whole match. Yeah, I was in it. I was like, yeah. I, thought, I thought we were at like fifteen, sixteen. What? Only eleven, fifteen. Wow. Got four stars. This was really good. Really, really good enjoyed match. this. Zack Saber Junior. Every t- every freaking time we talk about him, we go, <laughs> "It's Zack Saber Junior. It's going to be a good match." And then every time, it's like, "Man, this is so good. Yeah. It's so good." I, I will say, I will still say on the caveat though, I wish this was a one on one between Orange Me and Zack Saber. Me too. Because I think he would have just played on. 
Orange Cassidy, all his injuries yeah. that he has yes. riding up from all the defenses or yes. whatever. And I think the joint thing and mm-hmm. doing all that the stuff joint manipulation. Cool one on one. Yeah, but having the four guys, I'm not, I'm not going to complain with Shibata chopping people up or honestly. Garcia I Dan wish Stroud. this would have not been for a championship, mm-hmm. and it just was three guy, four guys going at it because sure. I think then you could have gotten away from Orange having to sneak a win mm-hmm. and could have maybe kind of gotten with a little more of a creative finish yeah. almost, right? Because I felt like this match was just getting going and it was done. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Yeah, but yeah, Orange Cassidy comes out the win and you know does things. Mm-hmm. Next up, we had the IWGP World Heavyweight Title match. The match that we missed the was first it, half. Was of it a and, world title match? Was it really? It, I apparently was. We, I mean, we caught like four yeah. minutes of it, but listen, I had to get pretzel bites. Yeah, uh, Sonata <laughs> defeated Jungle Boy Jack Perry in ten minutes and forty nine seconds. Just could have so went five, and I wouldn't have noticed. Just so we know. Yeah. Um. Sonata random does, finish by the way. Yeah, oh, you just hit some insult and you're like, okay, done. All right, well, that was fun. It, it was it was quite the random finish. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of shot out of like, nowhere. Like, oh, he, he just said, beat him. Oh, he didn't my kick bad. out and then beat him. Nope, that's it. All righty then. Cool. Uh, Sonata wins. The big news out of this one: Jack yeah. Perry turns heel. Yep. Tax hook tries to do a really bad promo the next week. Not not good. the best. Not good. Didn't he cut said, his hair. Didn't do anything. I was like, okay, so you look exactly the same. You look. He just put sunglasses on and put yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. a jacket on. Yeah. He did have the one really funny line. Yeah. Where he said he was like banging. Yeah, yeah. The whoever, hottest chick the in hottest the roster. Chick. Or something like that. That right. was really funny. Yeah, good, good for you. Um, You're the man. The problem is, is that he does not have any sort of promo chops. They need to put somebody with him yeah. in the worst in way. way. Like. Wow. Like, if you told me right now, like, him and Takeshita, like, joined up uh-huh. and with, with Callus as their mouthpiece, sure. now it makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah. Right? Because not the group doesn't work, but, like, Callus as that type of person to get him over. Yeah. And then he just goes I out and performs well. I also don't love, and, like, maybe it'll be his character at one point, yeah. I guess. I don't love the idea of him being a heel and, like, the first show he's like, I want Hook and the champion, and then Hook's music hits, and he, like, runs away. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't love that. Yeah. I, maybe he's going to go more of, like, the, the chicken shit, the chicken went, shit yeah. heel, yeah. but, like, I, he I, felt because he attacked him, right. he was going to be like, I'm the badass yeah, yeah, yeah. heel, right. and then he ran away when Hook came out, and I was yeah. like, sure. I don't understand. I don't really understand the Hook love. I, th- I think it's fine. I think it's I, fine. I just, like, there's only so far you can go with that, right, yeah. for me. And I go, what happens when Jungle Boy beats him for the FTW title? Yeah. Now what? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I need to see him in more, like, stories and doing more before I can actually have an opinion on it. Yeah, I like, just... He's on... He's yeah. on... No offense to Rampage. He's on Rampage a lot, and I don't yeah. watch Rampage a lot. Yeah. So he's yeah. on shows that I don't watch a lot. I think it's so fine. I think it's it, fine. Yeah. I just think it's a weird thing to start off with when he's going to win the title that's not sanctioned by AEW. I think that's weird. Mm-hmm. Also, I bought the Fight Forever game, by the way. Mm-hmm. Rough. It's not great. Lovely. How's the, how's the creative wrestler? Awful. Legit awful. There's like 12 options, bro. Yeah. It is the most generic blank. I can't even put like a different type of design on like the trunks or the pants. Yeah. It's just blue. <laughs> I was like, okay, this sure. is awful. Yeah. Definitely wish I could get my money back. Let me put it that way. It's not good. I'm trying to play the story mode right now just to give it a chance. Yeah, I've, I heard the story mode's good. It's okay so far. I'm a little annoyed that I couldn't eliminate anybody in the Battle Royal because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So it was like, K, okay. And then I, I lost. And so I like it. Like, you can just win the world title, like, immediately. I don't love that either. I was like, K. Okay. Sure. So, uh, it's, it's 
but swing them. WWE's like, we definitely got this on lockdown yeah. by, by comparison. I'm yeah. trying to not well, be too critical. It's their say, first game. Yeah. I'm not well, going to be a they dick. They try to go more of the arcadey route, which is fine. And that's fine. But the, the level of things you can't... They, I felt like they focused too much time on these stupid mini games that you can do yeah. and download for like DLC packages and not enough on like the crux of... like I want to be able to create my guy yeah. that looks cool, have a good, decent moveset, and have a decent story mode. And then if, if at anything else... Is extra like I know yeah. like you like the GM mode and stuff. Yeah. I would not expect them to have that no. initially. I think so. I think those like arcadey games. Yeah, I think we're just not the right audience. We're for not. Them. We're not. I'm not like that. I would prefer much like, more realistic. I think, I think yeah. this and along with Collision being like Saturday nights. Yeah, I think those are shot for like okay. The, the 11-year-old yeah. who's not going out on a Saturday night no. who has, like, five friends come over yeah. to play an arcade wrestling exactly. game. That's, like, the stuff that they do, like, for Collision and, yeah. and, and their game. Right. Like, it just doesn't hit me because I don't, like, just, just sit there. We're and, more the realistic guys. Yeah. We're like, like, I, the, like, I want the game to feel as real as I possibly can. And, like, the worst way, I actually yeah. haven't played, like, wrestled a match in WWE 2K23. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I, I played the GM mode. Right. But I don't actually, like... Yeah, wrestle yeah. with the guys. Yeah, yeah, I just book the things and then I turn the game off. Right, like I don't actually do anything with actually wrestling in <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, that's why like that's why Fight Forever had like no interest in me because yeah. I was like I'm I bought s- it. So I was like I'm gonna give it a chance. I go. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a person who's gonna sit there for six hours and like play different one-on-one matches. No, like, neither am I. No, I just don't care no, that much. It's not. Yeah, so, it's just okay. Yeah. All right. Offbeat path. Yeah. But yes. Definitely not. not, not the wait for it to go on sale is what I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, I also just like more of the realism for the WWE games. Like, I like. I do too. No, I do too. People. I don't like the fact that my hands are like a weird size. My arms yeah. are short. I felt like that. Uh, not the All Stars one. Like the Battlegrounds. The, yes, the that's WWE what it is. That's exactly what that's it looks like. like. What it is. Yeah, they're all short for some weird reason. It's just weird. Yeah. Not full entrances. Like they come out yes. and they just like in the yeah. ring. Don't like that either. Yeah. There's a lot of things. It's not great. Anyway, so back to Forbidden Door here. So yeah. we had a ten man tag match that happened right after the Sonata match. So we had the elites with Adam Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Eddie Kingston, and Tomo Hero Ishii mm-hmm. defeating Blackpool Combat Club Claudio. Moxley, Wheeler, Takeshka, and Shodominu, who was like, I don't know why I'm here, but I like being here. Mm-hmm. Look, um, this match went 21 minutes, 30 seconds, got four and three quarter stars. Um, really fun. Really yeah. fun 10 minutes. Yeah, this was good. I didn't I did not understand the finish at all. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand why Tomohiro got the pin there. Um, that was very, very uh, random uh, to yeah. me. Uh, I don't really know if this was necessarily close to a five star match. Maybe for a 10 man tag, like that's the bar is, well, it's a 10 man tag. Yeah. And here's the thing it's a 10 man tag that's not like. A real 10-man Like, tag. Anarchy yeah. in the Arena. Yeah, exactly. But so it's, like, it's actually I, yeah. 10 guys on the ring tagging yes. in and out. Yeah. If you're putting it in that context, yeah. it's probably one of the better probably. versions of yeah, a 10-man tag. Because, yeah. like, we watch Survivor Series. Well, that's not the same. That's terrible. <laughs> listen, listen. When you want the, the Brainiacs versus the Hulks, Hucksters. Or yeah, don't come hell. to me. Because <laughs> I'm not watching. <laughs> Fair enough. It was good. Yeah. Not anything I'm ever going to go back and watch again. This is a one-match card, yeah. let's be clear. Now, the big news coming out of this one, and more came out of Wednesday, yeah, yeah. is Blood and Guts. Happen- everyone thought it was happening on Rampage 2, which I thought was so funny, because mm-hmm. they said Rampage, Blood and Guts, and everyone freaked out. It's actually happening on the Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dynamite in Boston on July 19th, 7th. 19th. 17th, 19th? 19th. Something like that. Yeah, whatever, yeah. That, whatever that Wednesday is, Blood and Guts. Um, I think it'd actually be smart if they put it on Rampage. Don't know how they're going to fill the roster because Brian's arm's broken now, so yeah. he was supposed to be in well, it. Well, I mean, I would assume if you just have these five. I guess. If you, oh, if you, you can, can get Shuda. Oh, no, they can't get Shota because yeah, the G1's going to be gone. Right, so Maybe they should four on four. 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 Yeah. Can they just start all in the ring? 
please. Can they just all start in the freaking ring, please? No. If I hear one more freaking war games again, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I can't do this okay. whole, like, all right, we got to wait for 30 minutes before yeah, I just like, hold, okay, we started? Well, all right, I'll, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Okay, yeah. okay next. Sure. All right, well, we get to the AEW Women's World Title. Couldn't work with stardom, so we pulled New Japan Strong people out here. Yeah. So, Tony Storm defeats Willow Nightingale in 10 minutes. Short, sweet, to the point. Yeah, it went about nine minutes too long. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, and uh, This match was not needed. No. It wasn't needed. Give no. me 10 more minutes on the Fatal 4-Way. Sure. And I'd have been more than happy. Sure. Not, not to be sexist. Just better That's, shit. That sounded. I, I was gonna say it. Really? Because I, I don't have any problem if it was Jamie Hader versus Mercedes Monet. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Just throwing that out there. Tony Storm yeah. versus Mercedes. You know what? Monet. They don't have either one of those. Yeah, available. Exactly. I know, right? I mean, here's the thing: is the original plan was Mercedes yeah. and whoever, right? Probably Jamie. That you know, that probably was yeah the plan. Well, here's the thing: Tony versus somebody from the AEW roster. Sky Blue or something. Right. Somebody who's a little more... Like, Willow's already got the... the, I get it. Why? Right? She's the New Japan Strong Champion. I get it. You don't have a lot of New Japan talent over here. Like, Kyrie Sane would have been kind of cool. Yes. You could have got her out. Exactly. Right. Or just, you know... Or, you know, honestly, at that point, why don't you do, like, a six-woman tag? Have the three chicks, right? Mm -hmm. Tony Storm's group, and then three baby faces. Get a whole bunch of people out there. Yeah. That warrants a 10 minutes, at least. Yeah. Sure. Then she's got to cheat to win. I go, really? Come on. Yeah. So next up, the absolute shot to the placement of this. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm shot, but like yeah. I am shot by it. Well, they tried to li- they really like, let's bury the lead, bury the lead, bury the lead. Best match ever, bury the lead, bury the lead. <laughs> I- IWGP US title match. Yeah. I'm just so happy because I know a lot of people who don't watch New Japan yeah. that like don't know Will Ospreay. Yeah. I'm like, there, there, there you go. go. That's, right. This is what I love. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, Osprey obviously beats Kenny, Kenny Omega. I'm saying it now. Obviously. Yeah. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, money in the bank. I won't like come out right away and say it, but yeah. like this has been a week. Mm-hmm. Watch the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Osprey beats no Kenny shit. Omega 40 minutes, yeah. six stars, actually quarter star less than their Wrestle Kingdom one. Yeah. Weird. So Here's, it, okay. I don't think it matters. No. I mean, they're both awesome. So it's yeah. like, I, both. I like this match more. I do too. Yeah. But I don't hate you if you like no, the no, Japan no, one either. more. I only have one problem with this. Sure. Don Callis does not need to be anywhere near this. Yeah. I don't know why. When he came out with him, didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand that at all. There's no affiliation with Will at all with him. Yeah. None. Don't get that at all. It's I get it. He's feuding with Kenny. Okay, well. Go on commentary then. Before mm-hmm. then, don't don't come out with Will. Number one, number two, he gets sent away. Then he gets brought back. Uh, that was the, without the referee doing it. I go. He's already been told he can't be out here. Yeah, so why was, are you allowing? That, him? that was the only part I got yes. annoyed at. Which that was the only part that didn't make sense. Yes, that was my um, one bitch. Right? Went. They're doing such. I'm like, they're literally putting out a fucking masterpiece over here. Mm-hmm. They're killing each other. And we're focused on Don Callis taking away the the focus of the match. Yeah. That was the only part where I went, why do we have to American wrestling everything? Yeah. Because if this was New Japan, that wouldn't have happened. No, it wouldn't. They would have just went 40 and would have been awesome and it would have worked. Mm-hmm. But instead, we got to fucking create. The story's already there. Yeah. I, I don't need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, no, this match. Yeah, this was hit. great. This match, every, this match has one of the best. Like kickouts. Oh my year. gosh! Yes, just like the the one yes. count kickout. Kenny's yeah. so good at the one count kickout. Yeah. But I, and here's where I want to give a lot of kudos to the AEW camera crew. Yeah, is 
the most annoying thing ever. to me, <laughs> and I never do it. New Japan does it all the time. Yeah. It's like awesome. Yeah. But WWE and AEW suck at it. Yeah. But whenever like someone like a close kick out yeah. that they're going to kick out. They always have the angle from like mm-hmm. the shoulders yeah, to show yeah. the shoulders. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you just give it to me from a different angle? Right. So if he's going to kick out, I don't know. He's kicking. Yeah. He's not looking right. waiting well, for I the two. I don't see his eyeballs. Yeah. Well, One, I was two. like, All right, where are they yeah. at? And yeah. let me go kick out. Yeah. So having the angle from like the other perspective. So you didn't see, cause literally when he hit that one wing angel, me and you both like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. And it's then over. he kicks out of it. But even more impressive, which this one I'm giving you even yeah. more kudos is the foot on the rope. Oh. Because you know WWE yeah. and AEW, yeah. they both always have that view through yes. the rope right. to show, okay, like the, the, the foot's yeah. going to come on the rope. This one and the way Will pinned him yes. felt so generic where yeah. I didn't even think. Think about it, right. Because he, he hits him with whatever, the, yeah, screwdriver, the screwdriver and then the yep. Stormbreaker, yep. and he does the pin, and he pins the outside leg, yep. but doesn't like make note of no. it he just kind of j- casually yeah. pins him yeah. and i go damn it's like dangling him. off and then just it's dangling up and it just slides over just enough yeah and the camera doesn't it, camera's actually on don Callis yes. for most of it yeah and the crowd erupts and you're like what happened yeah foot's on the rope, on the rope it so. might be the best foot on the rope i've yeah. ever seen that was one of the best like not like it was the most like heroic, like not not this way. Like yeah. I, I I I I'm so invested. I'm so I hate you so much. Yeah. That I'm not. It's not. You're not beating me this way. You're you're going to kill me. Yeah. To literally. Beat me. And then he dropped him on his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I was going to get to next. Literally yeah. kills him oh and then beats him. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. I just want to give kudos. Like the whole match is awesome. Mm-hmm. But those two moments, you can watch yeah. it like a. 90 second loop mm-hmm. and it's just like foot on the rope wheels like no way yeah. okay i'm gonna beat you with your own yeah. move kicks out at one and goes yeah bro and then the way he like scoots back kenny's like i'm not dying yet and he scoots back and don cows is like i don't know what to do i don't know what i, I yeah. don't know what to tell you bro right. like he's he's insane yeah um just all of that together was awesome and then he hits him with the tiger driver 91 kills him and then it's all. yeah Exactly. Yeah, I, I, this match was really good. I thought it was really good storytelling. Like I said, Don Callis was not needed in this. I just, no. I don't like. Like, I'm at a point where it's like, I wanted Will if he was going to win. Mm-hmm. Funny cheats, kicks him in the dick, whatever. Right, yeah. but because he's a heel. But don't I don't need like just beat him. You I will I mean? say in hindsight. Yeah. I don't mind him being there, knowing yeah. that like he's in the he's not in the finish. Yeah. And he, like, gives him the screwdriver, but that's not the finish. Yeah. In hindsight, I really like that. Yeah. In the moment, I'm like, if he hits him with the screwdriver, pins Stormbreaker, him. and pins him, it's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. But knowing that's not how it ends and right. there's more to it, right. I actually don't mind him being out there because I think he adds a little bit to it yeah. for me. But I just want this third one to just be two guys, give them an hour, and yeah. just go. Yeah, so speaking of that, yeah, yeah. they're going to have to figure out something to do for the AEW title because mm-hmm. – that match is going on last. I don't think they should put it on there now. It's, I, I like because you can't follow it. Yeah. So it's like no, no. I'm saying no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, saying I'm saying because they're doing this weird tag thing now, mm-hmm. right? Like the mixed tag thing, yeah. where like Cole and MJF are partners. Maybe they're not even in. Maybe they don't even have a world title match. No, and that's sure, sure. I'm just saying that there's yeah. no way you're gonna promote this match and not put it on last. Right. Exactly. Like there's so if that's no how universe. Is, yeah. There's if not they're going happen. to all in, if that's the plan. And we don't have confirmation yet on no. it. But let's just say that is I the I can't plan. imagine it's going to be anywhere else, but to your point. I don't know. They're going to have it in Chicago like they have every fucking every other thing, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, if that's the plan, you cannot do anything else after that. You, that no, has okay. to main event. No, because they're going to do some, like, 
two out of three falls yeah. or Iron right. Man match. They're going to yeah. do some stipulation and it's going to, it might literally be the best match ever. Yeah. And we're going to have to sit there and be like, you cannot put any. Yeah. Games. And then you're going to throw MJF out there and you yeah. go, what do you first have? Cole, you don't have any like, heat. You don't have like, I don't care if it's Cole or Punk or anybody. No, no one's going to be able to get to that. that. No. You figure yeah. out something, figure right. out a tag thing, do something and with maybe them. they don't because you could then just go to the next, because they have the next weekend. Yeah. They Literally could, they the next do, weekend where they go all out. If they're playing, they if they're MJF playing him and Punk, him and Cole, whatever it is. You, I you do that. You I am that of there. the of the impression with this mixed tag thing. I think they should win it, beat FTR, and be the tag champs going into that match. Because then you go, oh shit! Now they got to work together, mm-hmm. right? And then it's like, oh shit! Now they got to work together, sure. right? And now it's like, oh, now we got to like, even if they do like the double, like they did it with like Sting and Kurt Angle and TNA, right? Where like they were tag champs, but then they had to face each other later on. Mm-hmm. You know, they did it with Braun and Seth a couple years sure. ago too, right? Like they win the tag titles, and then you're like, oh shit, they won them. Yeah, I think the only problem with yeah. them winning it, yeah. and it's just fundamentally because they don't have twelve pay per views. Yeah, 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 is yeah, it's hard. To, what do you do? How do you get you, it off? Are like, you gonna yeah. drop it on like a TV on like a dynamite? Because that feels a little weird. Yeah. To have them drop it on a dynamite or something. Um, other, yeah. other than that, I mean, they're not going to prolong a tag storyline this far into... Right. Like, that, we are seven weeks yeah. or so from all in. Yeah. I don't think you're going to be like, all right, seven weeks to get to... Well, they haven't even announced tag. all the teams yet. Yeah. So but they're having saying. the first round tournament yeah. on dynamite. Oh, I think. are they? Okay. Yeah. They yeah. have... <laughs> I know a swerve in... glory. Yeah. Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to realize that Keith Lee can't draw. Yeah. Because now he's changed his beard again, so yeah. it's like next here comes the nickname. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. Someone's gonna ha- something's gonna happen, right? Yeah. Now he's limited. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, I I came out of yeah. this match going. They're gonna go all in, yeah. and there's no way you cannot main event this. Yeah. I know it's. I know how you've been talking. Like it's an AEW show. You should have the AEW title on last. If yeah. this is the match they want to do for all in, yeah. there's no way you can. It just. It just. It's not because it's one of those situations where it's not for the AEW championship. It's not even for an AEW title. No. It doesn't even have an AEW contracted wrestler in there, right? It's got Kenny, but then you don't. You got Will, right? So yeah. it's like Will's not contracted like, there. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's like yeah, I get that. Man, like you're like, and I get it. And and if that's where they go, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna crucify them, right? I just think that. If this is your moment where, like, this is the first time you're going to go, hey, this is going to be our best show ever. Yeah. It's just hard for me to be like, so your world title is not going to be that match. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have enough ammunition going in to where your world championship is not that ma- is The person winning that title at the end of that night is not the person holding up the AW World Championship. Mm-hmm. That's a hard, hard thing to ask. I also don't understand why they're going all out the weekend after. Yeah. It just makes it feel so much lesser then. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so we're gonna have all Will out and Kenny and all yes, out yeah. and yeah, it's gonna have we're gonna have sixty thousand people and, and then the next weekend, oh, we're back in the Civic Bank Arena in Chicago yeah. for the ninetieth time yeah. for for the world title. Yeah. Yikes. I will say the only way I I could realistically see the MGF being on the first. show, not even going on first, it could co-main. Yeah, I think the only way though, I brought it up a couple weeks ago, is yeah. doing like splitting the matchup almost. Yeah, where if you do like a thirty minutes and thirty minutes with Cole yeah. or something, right. because yeah. then you could do half the match, but then have the important finish. Yeah. at the next week, right. and then it doesn't take away from like you can have like you can have Cole go up three two if it's an right. Iron Man setting. Right, he holds it be like. There we go. Mm-hmm. But then you go into all out and then do whatever you want to do with that. Yeah. He's not actually a champion yet. Yeah. Um, and then you end, but you have to you have to end with Will and yeah. Kenny. I'm letting them do the thing. They got seven weeks. Yeah, let's build it. Let's do build it. Right. it and see what happens. We we will know though that like Will and Kenny if it does happen won't get outside the week before though. Yeah, 
Or two weeks before. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going to be in the G... Like, Will's going to be in the G1. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. you won't... He's not going to be anywhere near AEW television until mm-hmm. August right. 15th, I think, right. is when the G1's yeah. over. Yeah. So... And then he has a match with Shingo and RevPro, like, the Sunday after the G1's over. <laughs> so, like, he's not going to be anywhere near the States until probably the week before our All-In anyway. Lovely. Even if he shows up to the States... And they don't... Even, they, he doesn't have to be in person. They can always no, do No, they could do a... They could do the same thing Kenny did when he challenged him. Yeah. It, Kenny can call it the challenge and right. we'll answer or something. But... Yeah. Um, Enough formality on that. We can get to the co-main event here. Um, of course, it's crazy to say it's a co-main event, but it's not yeah. a huge fan. They don't go in order of <laughs> importance of titles or anything. Yeah. They just kind of throw matches together. Uh, we have a six-man tag. Darby Allen, Sting, and Naito taking on Minoru Suzuki, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara. Why? I I was so bored. Couldn't Th- tell this you This match why. was just... And honestly, now, I think I was exhausted from the match before. Yeah. So like, I was just totally not... Yeah, this match, this match, this match should have been the women's match and just just totally died. Yeah, but this match was like had nothing to it because the whole crowd was like, so we just witnessed maybe the best match ever. Now we gotta we gotta prep for Brian Okada, right? And you're like, okay, yeah, give us 15 minutes to prep for this. Um, match was fine, couldn't tell you anything that really happened in it outside of Darby and Sting and them winning and Naito getting the pin. Yeah, next, cool. All right, main event time. Brian Danielson beating Kazushka Okada. Taps him out. Taps him out. Very shocking finish. Yeah. Um, definitely leads to a second one and whenever you want to do it. Mm. Probably at Russell Kingdom if I had to take a gander, but yeah, it could happen maybe. whenever. Um, Brian Danielson, Kazushka Okada. Um, to me, this match fell a little flat. Yeah. Not knowing that Brian broke his arm yeah. like 10 minutes or, or with like 10 minutes left to go. Agreed. Like it felt like, okay, we're going to kill. Because here's the thing with Okada matches that you kind of have to know mm-hmm. going in yeah. is like the first 15 or 20 minutes is like a feel out. Yeah. And it's actually slow. pretty slow. Yeah. Even with Kenny, those 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes are like, can we, can we do anything? Mm-hmm. And then they can turn into like some of the best matches ever. Yeah. But you have to know that they go slow. And Brian's a slow worker normally in general. Yeah. So. It wasn't going to be this car crash for 40 minutes like no. Will and Kenny were. Yeah. Um, but knowing that he broke his arm 15 minutes into the match also does help because now mm-hmm. he's like, I can't do 90% of the moves I want to do now anyway. Right. So uh, yeah, gets the I, tap out, but it, yeah. underperformed is yeah, what I would say. I, I just didn't – I never felt like oh, that was going to – like, he, like you know what I mean? Yeah. We never got the Rainmaker like that multiple time. Like, okay, yeah, him 17 hit times. Him, hit him, hit him, hit him, right? <laughs> Like, we didn't get that, right? Yeah. And because we didn't get that, he didn't even hit him with the flying knee, right? The flying go, whatever the hell he calls it. Um, we never really got anything to make me go, oh! Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, feel nothing like, crazy. I feel like if you're if you're a New Japan fan and you're, like, touting these guys up, uh-huh. like, if I was touting Will and Okada, mm-hmm. I would be like, Okada, this awesome guy, and Will's, like, second to him. If you didn't know anything, you'd be like, how is Okada the best mm-hmm. one? Mm-hmm. Like it's just like right. you're like so how Okada does, was champion. For three Okada years? was champion for you mean Will was champion? <laughs> yeah, no, no, right, no. Okada yeah. was champion for three yeah. years. Like, it didn't feel like that. Like it just didn't give me that. This this match was screwed anyway because you followed Kenny and Will too. If if they would have went on third, to their did the exact same match even right? You'd be Probably like, be I can't. I'm like, oh man, Brian beat Okada. Oh mm-hmm. shit, right? And then we had the tag match, whatever. And then you ended on that where you're just like, like exhausted. Yeah. I think you go off much better. I, I understand too. why they did it, especially sure. if there isn't a return and they're like, "Hey, this is a one and done." Like, I was, I was stunned. Okada did the work, did the job. I did too. Low key, really surprised. Especially um, on a tap, it wasn't just like a pin yeah, where right. he just like got the beat shit right. beat out. Like he yeah. tapped. I'm wondering if his in, if Brian's injury fucks some shit up now though. Like him breaking his arm as bad as he did, mm-hmm. if that hurts long term planning for like, oh, 
we were going to go this, this, that, and this next. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, yeah, like match-wise, I think they had a lot more they were probably going to do. Yeah. Apparently, the, the like the seizure spot and everything, that yeah. was all on the fly. Like, Brian's like, hey, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Just because, like, right. I can't yeah. do anything else. <laughs> so, like, that's, that's what he said, at least in interviews after. He also said that, like, when he was in a scrum with Tony, he was yeah. like, I told Tony I didn't want to go on last. Yeah, and they and they, they said no, you're going on last. Yeah, because he knew that. The yeah, they were gonna. Yeah, he knew no one was gonna be what it came. Yeah, it's like following Rock Hogan. You're like, oh great, how the fuck are we gonna? Yeah, do that? Exactly. you can't. You're like, oh cool. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. It's, it's just it, hard. Yeah. You're going to follow Kenny and Omega or yeah. Kenny and, uh, and Okada. It's like when you put like, like <laughs> you know Tanker I mean? and Michaels out there, it's like, right. oh, okay, uh, Cena, Edge, and, and yeah. Big Show. Let's go follow that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Exactly. Like Triple H, Randy Orton. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's difficult. So, yeah. I thought this show was okay. I, I, yeah. It's it's one match. It's it's really a one match show. Yeah. I think people were comparing it to last year. Obviously, the one match trumps literally anything you could have done last, yeah. last year. Quality was better last year. Yeah. But I think, I think yeah, match per match. Mm-hmm. Like the four way for the IWGP title, yep. the main event with Moxley and Tanahashi, even the Will Orange Cassidy match was still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the tag I, match, the triple threat tag with FDR, FTR. Rapongi, and uh, um, was, it, was Evil's team in there? No, it was uh, was it a four way tag? I think it was a triple threat. I thought because it was just for the Ring of Honor and the member because we were like we were oh, laughing that Tremperetta and yeah, and we're and like, oh, so you just get to win both titles. And then and they, who, yeah, who was the Ring of Honor side? Um, oh, it was oh, it was or uh, the IWGP side. Um, oh, God bless it. Who was it? Was it not Evil's? I don't think it was Evil. No, I think it was. Uh, Good luck, actually. You know, I have to was it Jeff Cobb and somebody? Oh, uh, was it him and Great Khan? Yes, that's who it was. Yes, yeah. that's who it was. That United Empire. Yeah, United Empire was yes. Because yeah, I was trying to think, sense. I'm like, it wasn't Aussie Open, but so I was, so I was trying to make sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah anyway, yeah, I thought that was pretty solid, right? Yeah. Um, the four way tag to crown the the international championship, yes. the yeah. Atlantic oh, championship. Yeah, right. Pac, Pac winning Malachi that on the four ways. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I would say overall, I think I like last shows. I would rather watch. All of last year's show over all, all of this, this show, show. Yep. but Osprey and Omega are on another level. Yeah. So you watch the one match over Correct. the whole show. All right, shift focus a little bit. Let's go to WWE's Money in the Bank. Oh boy, we're an hour and thirty six minutes in. We haven't even touched on this show yet. Yes. Oh boy, and literally every single match has news and notes <sighs> to talk about. So it will be interesting. This is exhausting. Let's get into it, Mike. Let's yep. go for it. All right, so we opened with the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Which was shocking. A little shocking because yeah. they always open yeah. with the women's. Love the entrances, though. Entrances I, I, are awesome. Listen, WWE's pay-per-views this year have been all bangers. Now, pretty much, yeah. Because of the crowd. Yes, helps a lot. Helps a lot. And I think they're recognizing, hey, we need to kind of get out of our little bubble here. But it's helping, and they're and it's adding the big fight feel to everything. And it's Helping yes, a lot, a lot, a like lot, matches on here. We'll get to. I'll say the matches I think yeah. would be boring as all day. Yeah, yeah. If, there's a couple matches on here where you go, I don't really care. But then the fact that you've got crowd that's hot and and they're progress, and I feel like they're trying to progress storylines. Mm-hmm. You feel like at times where it's like you're watching a show and you go, why don't I watch that? Mm-hmm. Like you're watching Extreme Rules and you go, okay, yeah. cool, nothing happened, right? The, I felt like every match in this entire show had something to follow up on. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Which that's was what nice. I mean. That's what I mean. I, yes. I have I have a news or yeah. note something on sure. every single match on here. That so helps. That, that helps. helps a lot. All right. So men's money in the bank ladder match. So we had Shinsuke Nakamura, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, uh, Butch was in there. Yep. Um, big names like Logan Paul just kind of walked in and said, hey, I want to be in here. And they said, sure. Yeah. Uh, LA Knight were in here. But the winner ended up being Damian, Damian Priest. Priest. Okay. 
not shocked. Well, okay, little moment, shocked. Moment little was shocked. shocked. I was sh- this. This felt yeah the most like that all out show when the yeah. acclaimer were going swerving your yep. glory. Yeah, every time Ellie and I got Top. in the ring, they lost their electric. Yes. And I was like, man, Good I don't enough. care who you had booked to win this. Yeah, gotta flip it. So here's, here's and what, then and then I get the Damian yeah. Priest win. But yeah. um, so here's what I will say about this. I, the, I'm gonna reference this JD from New York guy a lot on Twitter because sure. he was bitching up a storm. He goes, "Oh, this is a 50-50 booking." I go, "He's like Vince wanted Logan to win." Triple H wanted LA Knight to win, so they settled on it. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You honestly think that WWE is booking based on, well, we don't either want either one of these guys to win, so I guess we'll go with this guy? Mm -hmm. That is insane. Mm -hmm. Absolutely insane. Okay? That's number one. Number two, we talked about this last week where I went, and and it got me. I I had to watch the show after the fact, right, Mm -hmm. because I was at a family event. So, But watching the show, I went, this could be a Judgment Day night. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what got me thinking about later on. I was like, man, I don't think Dominic wins, but maybe they do a, a thing. And then what if Finn wins? And yeah. now you're like, you know what I mean? So Damian Priest, and we knew it was coming. And looking back on it, I think we should have been more in tuned with this because all we're hearing about is how Damian Priest, everyone's like, wow, Damian Priest is killing it, killed it with Bad Bunny, doing all these great yeah. jobs. He main evented Backlash, basically. I'm not looking on it in hindsight. I go, I understand. Yeah. I have no issue with Priest winning it. No. I have I, none. I had, so like me and you both had LA Knight yeah, as yes, winners. Yes. But like if I had to choose a second, it would have been yeah. Damian Priest. Right. I think he's earned it. I think he's viable. I think he's believable mm-hmm. as a as a legitimate threat. I think the Judgment Day, they're really starting to pour some gas on that, which I like. Mm-hmm. Teasing confliction now between him and Finn. Good shit. Sure. Rhea's awesome. Yeah. Dominic's the most heated guy in the fucking company. Yeah. It all works. Yeah. It all does. I thought this is a really good ladder match, by the yeah. way. Wasn't too long. Mm-hmm. And I thought 20 they, minutes. Yeah. And I thought they got to the point, gave everybody their moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought Logan Paul died a couple times. I was gonna say, rest in peace, Logan Paul. <sighs> that sunset flip flip. Dude, Ricochet, thing. like, dude, I was like, I can't believe they went through it because it was like, you gotta go now. Yeah. And it was like they went and it was like Okay, it was honestly like a situation was like fast forward real fast, like hurry up and flip yeah. because like they, they, they die. messed it and Ricochet's like dog, I can't balance, we're jumping. Yeah, and then Logan Paul's like, I'm not even balanced, but I'll yeah. jump with we're you. We're going, yeah. and then they jumped and it looked like they both died. Well, it, it looked like Logan died. Ricochet was like, I land on my back, I'm fine. Yeah, but <laughs> Logan yeah. like strand his face. Scary. It was scary. Um, I think there's some potential SummerSlam matches out of this. I, we're gonna reference SummerSlam a lot mm-hmm. through here because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot that happened that's gonna lead to SummerSlam. Yep. Um. I wouldn't be shocked to get like an LA Knight Damian Priest match out of this. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Finn Damian Priest match. I here's the thing. That could happen. I think LA Knight, I think they're playing the long game with him a little bit, right? I think it's I think they don't want to just give it to him because they're like, okay, well then where do you go? Because here's the thing, right? And people need to understand this. Okay, LA Knight wins. Now what? Mm-hmm. Right? Now it's a situation of, well, I had it. Right, yeah. and now let's get him into something that means a little something, right? Maybe yeah. he feuds with Austin Theory. Take imagine the most hated guy that nobody wants to see right now in Theory mm-hmm. against the guy that everybody and wants that was to so see. that was that was gonna be my next point. Yeah. I think uh, if it's not that, I could also see like Ellie Knight and Logan Paul doing something. Yes, absolutely. The, they're the talking. Their talking would be mm. awesome, and their reactions coming out was like, yes, baby, baby, yeah. heel, heel, yeah. like to the tenth degree, yeah. and it would be a really good match, I think, because mm-hmm. Logan Paul puts on bangers. Yeah, I don't I'm know if di- you want to admit it, but. No, it, oh, absolutely, bangers. absolutely. So. No, I I dig it, and I think they have something in LA Knight. It's yeah. organic. He has not changed a thing this yeah. entire time. He does the exact same thing every time, yep. and he's getting it. I, I'm digging it. So I, I have no problem with Priest winning. I think it adds a nice little wrinkle there. 
with mm-hmm. the world title now being a thing and Roman not holding a stranglehold over the world championship together, mm-hmm. I think it means something where it's like, man, at any time, right, we could be seeing something. And it may still wind up getting to LA night. We don't know. Yeah. But in that moment, I go, I'm not going to have an issue with a guy who has clearly shown that he can deliver on the big stage in the main event. No. Next up, uh, we had the WWE Women's Tag Team title match, which kind of... Who thought this would have a story? Yeah, I did not. I thought we were just going to breeze through this <laughs> thought one. thought they were going to kill him in five minutes and be done. Yeah, so Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez... Um, Win. Defeat <laughs> Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler in nine minutes. Yeah. I, I guess this might have to be you get to watch week to week. It felt like just out of nowhere. Yeah. She walked up like, like she tags in Rhonda, the finish. Yeah. Tags her in, does her beat chest thing. Yeah. She's like, I'm about to go kill you, Liv. Liv's yeah. like dead on the round somewhere. And then Shane just walks up behind her and is like, oh, I'm going to choke you out and kill you. Yeah. Right. Well, here's the thing. They okay. just unified the NXT women's tag yeah. and these like a week ago. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I thought they just, were going to have like a six, eight month I was, run. And I was like, I was like, they just won them. Yeah. Like a month ago, a month yeah. or two ago. Yeah. And they're already few. I was like crazy. Yeah. Um, I dig it though. I think, sure. I think, you know, if we can get Shayna Baszler's music back or NXT yeah. music back. I think if you can on, get baby. one match at SummerSlam with Shayna and Ronda, mm-hmm. it re- makes Shayna into a legit star Absolutely. all over again. And that's huge. And I'm going to give Ronda credit because, you know, I don't know how much longer she's long for this world, yeah. right? But if Shayna beats her ass in. Yeah, and k- chokes her out, and that's how Ronda goes away, mm-hmm. and that's how sh- that's what Shayna can hang her hat on, you've now reestablished her as a legit monster. Yeah. And that's, you can't buy that shit. Yeah. And live and Raquel win. So, yeah, and yeah, it works too, right? Time. And now you've got some spots for some tag. I'm, I'm hoping there's going to be some re-emphasis on the tag titles. Now they've only got one version of them. It could happen. I don't, you know, whatever. Next up, we had the Intercontinental Championship Raquel, match. by the way, is going to set the record for like most tag title wins ever. She's been tag champs like 12 times already with yeah. like five different people. Yeah, I know. She's pulling it's a crazy. Kofi. She really is pulling a <laughs> Kofi. Uh, Gunther beating Matt Riddle. Match itself, fine. Man. Killed each other a little bit. Couldn't care less. Yeah, didn't really happen. Now, the post-match, not going to lie, forgot what his theme didn't, music was. Didn't see it coming. Did not see it coming. Didn't get spoiled or anything, nope. which was crazy. Nope. But he, a lot of surprises yeah, didn't get spoiled on the, the show. The, the, the sore thing happened, and I went... I don't understand what's happening. I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. I knew who it was, I, but I was like, oh. I, like, forgot that's his beginning of his theme. Yeah. And I was like trying to figure out for. I was like, "Is this an NXT guy?" Yeah. I was like, "I don't know who this is." And then he came out. I was like, "Oh, I just didn't think he was going to be in the IC yeah. picture right yeah. away." So that's right. why I didn't expect yeah. it. But yeah, uh, Drew McIntyre returns. Man, we're going to get Drew and Gunther. At we're getting Drew and Gunther. And that's going to be amazing. Yes, I love it. That's going to be awesome. I think Drew ends the. Sh- I think I Drew ends it there. Yeah. Um. But I did. But here's the thing. When is the last time we're going into an Intercontinental Title match? Since WrestleMania, I guess, but like, like overall, right where you go, I have two legit stars, yeah, fighting for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. It's like we're long. like you're like talking about two dudes, yeah, like pre Gunther. Holy shit! Yeah. Like this is this means some. The fact that Drew McIntyre goes, I want to be the Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. That that in itself is like holy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's huge. That's huge. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I think the last time. I really cared about the IC title. It was probably when Rollins had Me it too. in 2019-ish. Yeah, right. And even then, then he had a shitty feud with Ambrose. We went, and we killed it. All right, yeah. cool. But like he, I was like really yeah. pumped when he won it in like yeah, 2019. Yeah, so. Mania. Yeah, that was 34 good. or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a good match with him and Finn and The Miz. That was a good match. Yeah. Um, all right, order of events. Okay, this match happened before. So we had a singles match here. Mm-hmm. 
This match is when I when I say the crowd helped a lot. Yeah, crowd helped a lot. Yeah. yeah. So Cody taking on Dominic Mysterio. Okay, best part of this whole show was the entrance because they sang the entire every thing. word, Thank every God. word with it. I'm so happy. That was crazy. You know, I was talking. I was talking to my friend who doesn't watch wrestling. Yeah, but he saw the Cody thing and everyone's saying whoa. Yeah, he thinks it's like the coolest thing ever. Because it, it is. I'm like, I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah, but I was like, watch it, the whole thing. Yeah, I was like, but I was like, do you find? What if I told you he was in another company and they never did it? Never, ever. I don't get He's it. He's had this theme music forever <laughs> and just now I they're know. now doing the woe thing he's been using it since he left <laughs> yeah he's been using it since 2016 i know and they've never decided to woe with them until just now yeah and it's awesome yeah all four years three yeah. years in aew they never sang every lyric dude yeah every awesome. single word Thank i you. was like holy now this is a popular song but still oh it's a great uh, song love the song but, yes however i love it insane and that to me just goes to show you he made the right decision. He made the right decision. Yes. And he's he's a top guy. Yes. I think everyone's so concerned about him winning the title. He's already a top guy. He's already yeah. the guy. Yeah. He's the number one babyface in the company. Mm-hmm. He's the number one. Yeah. It's over. It's already he's done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. shit. I this yeah. Match was a little underwhelming for me. It was thought that they were gonna do a little bit more. Yeah, so here's my thought process going into the show. Yeah. Was Lesnar was going to show up, yeah, yeah. beat the shit out of him. Whether Don wins or loses right. because of it, really hoping he did, wasn't going to win. No, I'm either. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I could see a situation where he beats the shit out of him and then Don covers, rolls him up or something. Yeah, Rhea interferes, hits him with the title. Yeah, whatever. there's a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah, that he yeah. could lose. But I was hoping he'd just win and be done with it. Yeah. But once I started watching the show, I go, interference, Interfer- turn, turn. Return. I went. Yep. Yeah. There's yeah. no way you're gonna do another one. No. Like no, there's no. so much at this point already yeah. of news. I was like, there's no way you're gonna have Lesnar now show up, especially in the middle of the show. Yep. So I went. So it's just gonna be a regular match. Yeah. And everybody was surprised that he didn't show up. I go, what for what? No. I go. Well, his you next, don't need it. I think his next. So he has dates on. I think he's gonna be on Raw. Yeah. He's gonna be on Raw, and then he's got like every other week until SummerSlam. Yeah. So it's like the which third, is fine. tenth, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, something yeah. else or yeah. whatever. So. um but yeah, uh, I thought I thought more would come of this match, mm-hmm. but because it was in the middle of the show and they had Drew McIntyre just show up, yeah, you're yeah. not gonna have Drew and then Lesnar the match right after, <laughs> and just like and like come, yeah, <laughs> and then and then another guy shows up right after yeah. that, and I was like, right, cool. No, I thought I wish that they would have allowed uh, Dominic to kind of showcase just a little bit more because yeah. the heat was really there still, right? I the you know what I think it is though. I think we're getting to a point a little bit where it's almost a situation of man. We're really paying a lot of attention to Rhea Ripley out there because she's so fantastic. Yeah. It's almost hurting Dom when he's in a singles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, kind of really wish that this roles would be reversed where like Dominic was her hype, man, and it just works. It yeah. just works so much better. It does work but a lot. She's fantastic. This match was fine. Yeah. Not anything spectacular. Yeah. I would say like this and the IC title match itself are the worst matches. Yeah, we're but not. Like, yeah, because you kind of, it was like, an un- and I know where we're going, which is better, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in between this and the next match, randomly, dude. So the funniest part about this match, yeah. or this this the segment, segment here, yeah. was um. So 
I had to pause yeah. the stream to go yeah. do something for like three minutes. <laughs> and I came back, so I'm like three or four minutes behind like actual live show. Right. And I go on Twitter oh, and everyone's no. like, Cena's here, Cena's here. I'm like, did Cena just like walk out there, yeah. say hi and leave? Like like I'm like Basically. I'm not at the point yet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, is he actually gonna be out here? Like what's happening? Yeah. And then he just shows up, I'm like, Oh, we were just doing something. Yeah. Oh cool. So I kinda got like yeah. low key spoiled, but it wasn't that big a deal. The crowd was cool for this. I liked it. He just yeah. went out and just gave him a rah-rah speech and then hits Grayson Waller. Yeah. It was fine. I was really hoping that he was going to set something for SummerSlam. I was going to cry. I really, here's what I really thought was going to happen. Him and this Grayson Waller were going to go for it. Well, no, but that's no. that might actually happen. I know, I'm hoping. But I actually thought, because all the rumors of Orton coming back, I thought Orton was going to come out and be like, one last time or something. And I was like, I'd, Rob might cry. Dude, I'd have jizzed. <laughs> I'd have been like, what? I, you've seen it a gajillion times. I don't really need to see it again, No, but I need to see it again. Yeah, but no, that's what I thought was going to happen. Dude, if Orton would have came out, everyone thinking he's gone forever. <sighs> yeah. Well, because apparently he's cleared and like, they're 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 playing on him coming back I'm soon. Po- so. Oh please, for the love of God, please! And that's the that's the feud that I would like to see Cody go into next. Mm-hmm. Him and Orton, Orton yeah. come back as a babyface. Initial pop hits the RKO. Yeah. Him and Cody. Woo! Yeah, legacy, Woo! legacy Woo! came back. Come on, tell me that doesn't get us to the Rumble. Come yeah, on, it could. Come on, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. but anyway, but yeah, no, that's what I thought was going to come out. I think like Grayson Waller cried. came out. And I, I was cried. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah that no, I do. I do think if Cena doesn't have anything going. Yeah, because who knows the way he's filming or yeah. anything. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Cena there. I wouldn't see if that if Cena Grace Waller open SummerSlam. I'm not shocked. Let yeah. me just well, Grace Waller's coming off a broken leg. Yeah, so I don't know when he's cleared. So that's yeah. the only problem with that. Sure. But he took the he took the AA. He took so an AA. So I'm imagining I was gonna say the FU was like going way back, but um, I'm, I'm assuming he's cleared enough to take it. But. Must be. Yeah. But yeah, so that was wild. So he just came that out. That was fun. I, it was I, like, a fun like, little the biggest thing. thing was, do you guys want WrestleMania here? And then after the show, Triple H was like. That's not really in the plan. Yeah, but sure. We're gonna try, I guess. Bitch. <laughs> Why would you say that? We ain't clear Maybe, to say yeah, that. And it could be they're just playing it off, and then they actually do announce Mania there. I think Mania there would be awesome. I, I think it'd be cool. It's about time. I'm surprised they haven't done a Mania. Like elsewhere. they did it in Canada, right? Sure. But like, go off the mainland mm-hmm. at least once. You mean to tell me right now you couldn't do it? Come on. I mean, you could go get Wembley or whatever and do ninety thousand people there. Yeah. Pretty easily. Wembley. I mean, shit. Go steal the Tokyo Dome for a year. You know what I mean? Well, Tokyo Dome doesn't have as many people, but sure. No, but I mean, you know, you could rig that'd it. Cr- that would be that'd wild. Be crazy. But anyway. Yeah. Um, do it on this. Move up WrestleMania to the 6th. We'll run it right there. Do it on a Wednesday. Everyone's confused. <laughs> no. no this I love no the fact that New Japan's just like, I don't care if January 4th is on a Wednesday. It's, it's today. I know. Dude, that must suck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to go you- to our WrestleMania on a Wednesday night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am exhausted. Why? Because the show was 12 hours. And it's two nights. We got to go back. Not anymore. It's, it's one night now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, all right. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match time. Um, this match was structured exactly how I thought it would be. Two on one everywhere. Yeah. Um, we had. Which means that none of them had a chance of winning. Yeah. So yeah. we had Zoe Stark with Trish. I'm going to say with Trish Stratus. Yeah. And Becky Lynch kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. And then we had Bailey and Eero Sky and Zelina Vega kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. And then they kind of intermingled near the end, but it was really like two different two-on-one handicap matches yeah. going on here. The match itself was meh. Like It's fine. Love the finish. finish. I really the thought... through yeah. the, the ladder. thought that was super creative. I thought the funniest part was when she pulled the briefcase down, they're both just like upset yeah. and they're just sitting there but they can't like Move. pretend to be hurt or right. anything because they're standing yeah. and they can't like sit down so they're just standing there yeah. off to the, and they're just like 
Hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was really funny. I thought the, I thought the finish, finish was, was creative. I thought it tied everything in, to, taking from the Trish thing now to here. It all worked, right? Yes. It all was good there. Yeah. And Eos, Eos gets the win. Was the only one, really, that I thought really had a legit chance of yeah. winning it. It was the second I thought Bailey was going to win when she yeah. pushed off uh, And I'd Eo. have been okay with it, honestly. Yeah. But I think Eo getting it, I think it's good. She can be a huge babyface. I think you're getting that match for sure at SummerSlam. The Eero match? Yeah, Eero and Bailey. Uh, oh, Eo, yes, Eo yes, Eero and Bailey. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I also think Becky and... Trish are probably yes. a strong case. Thousand percent. I feel like there's a lot of women's matches going to be on the show. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because I think that three-way of Asuka, Bianca, Charlotte Now, that could be awesome. That, that could, could be, be really that, awesome. That could, now, unless you're just going to get Rhea versus whoever, but, you know, they need to start setting people oh, up Oh, sorry. Did I say Rhea? I meant... No, no, no. I'm saying... Oh, Rhea yeah, versus whoever. Yeah, forever yeah. for the world oh, title. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say this, by the way. This is a sidetrack. I love Rhea with the World Heavyweight Championship. Like, that belt. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that, like, it's she's the perfect person... For the per for the first person to hold that one, I don't know why it's just something, but like it's like I just think it looks cool that she's holding the big gold like that. I mm-hmm. think it's sweet. All right, next up, co-main event here. We have the WWE World Heavyweight Title match. I will say, I'm a little worried. Yeah, because so far we are kind of over two in Seth Rollins World Heavyweight Championship Ooh. matches. You didn't like the AJ one as much? Not really. No, I thought it was good. I thought it was, it was better than this. Oh, it was, it was definitely there was. No point in time. I think for the hype of both matches, yes. it didn't reach no. the hype on either one. Agreed. And I thought they did a really nice job of actually building this match. Mm-hmm. I thought they tried as much as they could. Who structured this thing? Not one false finish at any point. Finn doesn't hit the DDT. Finn didn't hit a damn the, the stomp. Finn doesn't hit a goddamn sling blade. Yeah. Nothing. And so, and the weird part I thought about this match too yeah. was, so Damian Priest comes out, yes. obviously. To took tease, away from it completely. Took away way too that, early. Because, I mean, they were just staring at him the yes. entire time. Yes. I was a little confused why Finn was so heavy on staring at it. Maybe it's because yeah. of the inner turmoil that they yes. kind of have but don't really have. Right. But when he was on the top rope, that was he's a, well, because he's, Well, because he stood up. Because he was sitting. Oh, and, and then he stood, he stood up. up like he was going to go, and he was like, oh, I'm going to go do it right now after he hits this time. I'm going to come in and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Well, because I was like, you're going to yeah. you're gonna be healthy after. Yeah. So, like. Well, not, he, I mean, you could go in, hits Finn, causes disqualification, cashes in, hits him. and yeah. then I mean, I thought you were just going to cash in and yeah. make it a three-way like right, Rollins right. did. But yeah. I was, I don't know. That was like the one spot where I guess he stood up, so it, it makes That's sense. That's why. But I was yeah. like, I was like, it, it just kind of felt subtle. weird because I you're technically on the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, if he stands up, I'm like, I don't know why you're well, and it, freaking out. You're building on that conflict of, they've already kind of been button heads a little bit, right? And then now it's okay, so now he's guys like, what were you going to do? You're going to cash it in on me? Like, why are you yeah. standing up for? I've got him right, I'm going to beat him. What, you're going to cash in? What the hell, right? Yeah. Like, so that kind of thing. Um, so I think you're going to get Finn and Priest at some point. Probably not at SummerSlam, that's too soon, but at some point. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like, there was no thought or feeling at any point in time that Finn was going to take the title. Yeah, and I went into the match thinking Priest just won Money in the Bank, Rhea's Women's Champion, Dominic just had an okay showing against Cody. Maybe it's the Judgment Day's night, you know? Like you, mm-hmm. you, you kick the title, and now you go. Well, now you have this dynamic. Finn just became World Champion again, finally, like getting a real run. But Priest is Money in the Bank winner. Like, like that's crazy, right? Like that's an interesting kind of. It's like evolution. Batista wins the Rumble. Well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna face me right mm-hmm. like you're gonna go face jbl on smackdown and then he you know goes yeah. on and does it um no heat no. nothing for this and they did such a good job of building it really disappointing honestly yeah 
Um, and this kind of just begs the question where I wonder where they're going to go for Rollins at SummerSlam here. Yeah, I, I that's, don't. That's yeah. kind of the one. I have like an idea penciled in for, yeah. obviously we'll get to the main event stuff. Um, IC title, US title based yeah. on rumors. Could do a also lot of the, the tag title based yes. on rumors. Yes. Um, some of the women's matches and stuff. Yeah. Um, Cody Lesnar, probably a thing right, too. Right. All these matches kind of falling into place a little bit. Yeah. The world title is kind of still mm-hmm. like, yes. I do you want to do Finnegan? Is Damian going to do a cash in? Right. Like SummerSlam, here you go, which yeah. doesn't really fit for could him. F- could fit. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. fits. Yeah. I, like, I, don't, I'm, I'm a little, I could see a cash in. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I would, I would be, be shocked to see a cash in at yeah. SummerSlam, but like a, are we gonna do a cash in of like RVD going SummerSlam? Here's my no, briefcase. No, no, or are yeah, we gonna do it like? Yeah. But then who's gonna be the opponent? Are we gonna do Finn again? Like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Who that's that's be the, the thing is, I'm very yeah. interested in who they're gonna get to be that guy. Yeah. Whether now, I I kind of think he's just gonna come over from SmackDown, Edge. piss you off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, where's Edge fit in? Does he yeah. get a match on this show? Well, he's know. not even on Raw. That's the best part. But like, is he gonna get a match? Yeah, right. Uh, it was coming on SmackDown this week, so who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. I don't know who Rhea's gonna face either. Like, I don't know if Io's yeah. just gonna call her shot and do whatever. So, yeah. there's a lot of stuff where you're, yeah, there's, of, on there's, the Raw side especially where you're like, yeah, sort of. It's weird. SmackDown just feels like, all right, so we got this, yeah. we got the IC, then we got this. Well, IC's on Raw now. Oh, sorry, IC's on Raw. But we got like this, 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 and this, and then the Raw side, you're like. I see. <laughs> yeah, right. So, and I guess the world tag team titles. I guess the world tag team, but they're yeah, sure. Let's get together on that DIY thing. Let's chip. Yeah, chip, what, chip yeah, what on we that. get? Yeah, what, how are we gonna get there? How are we gonna build that in four weeks? Are they just gonna walk out together? And be like <laughs> they're gonna turn we, heel. <laughs> we were we were in NXT and you guys were in NXT. We were tag champs. You weren't. So, yeah, <laughs> you guys were NXT champion. We were both NXT champion. I don't know. I don't know how you get there. I don't do you understand. do like a blind eliminate? Like, do you do the blind tag yeah. tournament What's thing? What's doing? Let's do that. <laughs> and then go. Magically oh, this they get crazy paired? DIY yeah. team gets paired together. Yeah. Rascals. Are we anyway? Will we get to the point where we redo the NXT rivalry in the main roster and have Champa turn on him in like eight, eight months and just run that back? Yeah, I don't think I don't think the main roster has that kind of time. Like, listen, we got Roman for three years. They're they're never going to do anything that's anything long term ever again. They're going to like, all right, let's hot shot this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last match. Last match. We're like seven hours into this. Yeah, My two hours today. Didn't, didn't think uh, Jacksonville was going to take up that much time, but Apparently. here we are. Yeah. Um, tag team match. Uh, we had the Usos and the Bloodline, the Civil War. Mm-hmm. We needed more of that Captain America Civil War posterage. We didn't get much of that. We needed more I know. Of we that. did. We did. It would have been kind of fun. But, uh, yeah, this match, I'm not going to lie, started off, and I was like, man, I am – we need to do something because I'm bored out of my yeah. mind. But it was like every Roman match where I'm like, I just have to believe it that it, it'll get it to something. Yeah, it and did. the last like 12 minutes was pretty good. It was pretty damn good, yeah. But, um, you know, I'll just let you take it because you're, I, you're more I, into this listen, I, I love this match. I thought it was really well done. Um, I thought it played really well into the Usos being a legit tag team, right? It's like they are a tag team, right? Where Solo and Roman, you had good good facial work by by Solo and Roman early on, right? Like Solo being bullied around, and mm-hmm. you know, no, we're not going to do this. We're going to all that stuff. The Heyman interaction, to, I felt like there was two parts: the start where the Usos are kind of like getting the one up, mm-hmm. and then Roman rolls out, talks to Paul, where he's like, "They want to, you know, your kids are going to sit at their table and all that shit." And then it was like a switch, right? Yeah. Where he's like, "Oh shit." And, like, Michael Cole doing a good job. He was way over the top for this whole fucking show. It was. It was insane to me. I was like, Jesus, you're, like, excited for the most random things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
did a really nice job of telling that story. He was like, that's why Paul Heyman's here, right? All that stuff. I liked the finish. I thought it I thought it worked. I want to let's get into the actual what everyone's freaking out about. Mm-hmm. Roman takes the pin. Sure. Okay. I don't look at that as that big of a deal in terms of, oh my gosh, he got, just got beat mm-hmm. for several reasons. And I'm going to list them out for you right now. Number sure. one, it's a tag match. Mm-hmm. Number two, title's not on the line. Mm-hmm. Number three, they lost to the greatest tag team ever. Mm-hmm. You spend this whole last month talking about how the Usos are the best tag team ever. They should win this match. They're the best team ever. You got two guys that have only teamed together twice. Okay? Mm-hmm. It wasn't for the fucking championship. And you're telling a story. And the story is this. You've lost Jimmy. You lose Jay. Now you've just been beaten by them. Mm-hmm. It's it's the slow but sure dismantle of him. That's the fucking point. It's going to get to the point where the only thing left that he has is the world championship. That's going to be it. Like, I don't understand why everyone's... Well, it's like like the, this JD guy from New York, okay, comes out on his, on his shit and he goes, well, Cody's story's over now. I didn't realize that Cody's story was beating Roman Reigns. That's not the story. The story is him becoming the WWE champion. It has nothing... Cody pinning Roman in a non-title match, does that finish the story? No. But people want to come out here and say, well, if Cody beats Roman now at WrestleMania, now that Jay just pinned Roman, that it doesn't mean shit, that nobody cares. I'm sorry. I thought that was the fucking point. If he wants to be the world champion, he's got to beat Roman. That's the deal. That's the finish of the story. He went out and just told you in the post-presser thing that becoming world champion is not it. I got to win the WWE championship because that's what my dad didn't do. He can still do that. All that stuff is still on the table. But Roman has to be systematically destroyed piece by piece. The whole island of relevancy goes away where he's so vulnerable, he's so desperate that you get this one last moment where you go, and now he's gone. That's the story. I don't understand the whole hoopla of why people are so upset that he got pinned. Would it have made sense if Solo also got beat? Sure. But if we still, and and I'm going to come out right here and say it. Do I love it if it's going to be Jay versus Roman for the title? I don't love that because I think that that story is only so far because you know Jay's not beating him, right? Like, that's just not happening. So we're going to have to clip that one. It's not. I'll, whatever. It's not happening. Because if that one happens, we're clipping that. No, it's not happening. That's how we're going to start the show after summer. Yeah, for sure. That's fine. (laughs) I'll come out here. I'll be devastated. It's not happening. He's not going to beat him. And I yeah. know, like, Ryan Satine came out and was like, I, I kind of worry about, you know, what, you're giving away this pinfall. Guys, they hit the 1D, they hit 50 gajillion super kicks, and the splash on Roman. He can't kick out of that. Solo's dead on the outs. Like, it all makes sense. I don't understand the hoopla about the pin thing. That means so much little more less to me than the title. That's what means everything. Now, listen... And here's the thing, too. Was it Jay by himself standing in the middle of that ring? No. What did they do at the end of that night? They grabbed hands together, and they held the one up together. It was a team effort. Jimmy tagged in Jay to hit the splash. Jimmy could have hit the splash. If Jimmy would have pinned him, would would everyone be freaking out right now? No. If it's Jay and Roman at SummerSlam, 
Is that a kind of a meh? Yes, it is a little bit. Would I still like to still think that the Fatal 4-Way is on the table? Yes, I do. I don't think that's been taken out based on all the teasing that Solo's doing. But no, Jay beating Roman here, it's the Usos beating Roman and Solo. I don't think that the pinfall portion is so... Me- so yeah, he, he lost. He got pinned. Yes, I agree. It's just the first step of many to the point where you go, oh, shit. Like, he's on the ropes. Like, he's so calm, cool, and collected, and now he's not. And now we're going to get to the point where it's like, and Cody's just been slowly but surely climbing that fucking mountain, beating every guy that you need to, whoever it is. You just beat Dominic Mysterio. Big check, <laughs> right? Yep. Okay, beats Brock. Uh-huh. Say he beats Orton. Beats whoever to get to that point. And now you're getting to the, at the end of it where you go, now he's back. Mm. And now he's stronger for it. And meanwhile, that guy on the other end, Roman, is so desperate because he's lost everything else. Mm-hmm. All he's got left is the world title. I, I think that this story is going exactly as planned. I don't understand why people are so freaking out about mm-hmm. the pinfall thing. Do, do you have any like confl- like thoughts on it? Even if you disagree, that's fine. I just I didn't think it was that big of a deal to, to be like, <gasps> Roman got pinned. I would not have gone, like, I was not like, holy shit, Roman got pinned. I went, oh, shit, he got pinned. All right, he's the one who took the fall. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. You know, wasn't expecting it. I like the surprise. Is anybody surprised that the Usos won this match? There's nobody that was actually legitimately surprised that Usos won, right? Mm-hmm. I would hope not. I would hope not. It would make no sense for the other team to win. Yeah. So, like, listen, if they're going Jay and Roman... That's kind of poo-poo. I'll be the first one to say it. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that. I, I I really don't think... Listen, do I think the match will be awesome? Sure shit will. Do I think the match will be really good and, co- and compelling and get me on the edge of my seat at the end of it? Not so much because, you know, there's probably no chance Jay wins it. But is there going to be a moment in that match where he hits a super kick and a splash where I think, oh my God, they're actually going to do it? Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Do I still think the Fatal 4-Way is on the table? Sure shit do. Because they've given me no indication otherwise. I just think that people need to... I think you're reading too much into this Bloodline storyline and thinking that it has anything to do with Cody. Cody is the number one babyface in this company. Cody could easily beat Roman tomorrow, and people would be like, this is the best day of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about it. I just think that like people are trying to read too much into, well, Vince is backstage and Triple H is doing this, all that other stuff. Have they gone wrong yet? Really, I, Cody not winning sucked. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I think they've kind of gotten to a point where you go, okay, it, it's still compelling. People still care. They just drew the most money in an event ever at Money in the Bank. It's working. Mm-hmm. Let it fucking play out. Roman taking the pin is okay. How many times have we seen a world champion lose three straight weeks in a row to go into the pay-per-view thing? That guy's got the momentum. He's going to beat him. He beat him in a tag match on SmackDown and then lose in the, in the pay-per-view. It's tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's really okay. I just think it's... I, I, I just don't understand yeah. the amount of people. The, thoughts? Anything? I thought the match was really good, too. I thought the yeah. back half of the match thought told a great story. I really dig it. Like I said, Usos are awesome. You'll never have a bad match there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, match was fine. Um, yeah, I just, I'm still just not getting over this whole WrestleMania 39 loss. No, thing. it sucks. It and sure, it, sucks. it for sure sucks. And I yeah. just, in in my opinion, yeah. of of watching wrestling, yeah, I just think it's going to be a lesser feeling if Cody wins it 
after Roman's been like beat down, everything taken away from him, mm-hmm. then when he's like fully like I got mm-hmm. the Usos with me, right. I, I'm top of my powers, and right. you lose. Like that's like a that to yeah. me is like a different feel. Yeah, but. If that's the way they want to go, that's the way they want to go. Yeah, I'm at the. I just want the end of the the road to be yes. Cody being champion at the and end it of will the day. be. And I and, and I'm if, and I'm firmly of the belief that that's what will happen. And if that's if that's the case, we'll get there. I just wish that it was like Cody getting yes. it, beating the best Roman Reigns possible. Right. Other than okay, he lost the Usos, he lost Solo, yeah. Paul Heyman even like uh, I don't know if I'll yeah. be with you anymore. And all you have left is the championship, and then. I no, think it adds. I think it's a different dimension. I think it's how you sell that match again. I think that's no, one hundred percent. Like if you're going to do a yeah, second yeah. one, that's how yeah. you have to get there. Right. You can't just do okay. We're all and, we're all good. Yeah, and I'll know, add this, one. and I'll add this to it. Right, while I think he won't be at the height of his powers, I think that's when he's the most desperate. And I, I'm still anticipating a shift in how he works. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there's going to be a point where he gets a little more violent, yeah. where he starts to beat the shit out of people. Right, but the other thing is too is that. To get to this point, right, if he had dropped the title at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would be complaining about Cody's stuff. Cody would be just doing yeah. the Brock mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. Sure. The problem, I think, would then be is how do you not immediately go right back in Roman challenging again? And then you, you this story that they're doing right now, I think, is a lot harder to be told if he doesn't have the title. And I know that sounds weird because I feel like if he has the title and he's like, I got through Cody too, right? But the Usos failed. Now you've started that internal war where it's like it, it's going to get to the point where he won the title, right? And then he brought everything around him, and now everything falls upon him until he loses that title. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I think you could have gotten you could have done the story without the title. I think it means a lot less. Let me put it that way. It's not main eventing. It's not main eventing any of this stuff because no. I don't because it's not as compelling anymore because he's still the guy. Oh, I if think Cody's, I think it would still main event. The you show. think so? Absolutely. I don't think it would. Mm-hmm. I don't. If, I think if they, like if you, if you did Cody so, and Brock. I don't think that's main eventing so over here, that. See, so here's the thing: is I think if you did like this show specifically, yeah, yeah. if you had Cody Dominic for the title, well, that's yes. But I have yeah, to say that because yeah. Brock's not available for this right. show, so it would have to be that. Yeah. And then every other match is the same. Yeah. And they're having this civil war thing, yeah. even without a title. And even if he's been pinned already, I still think this would main event the show. Yeah, I, I still think it main yeah. events the previous show yeah. where I feel like the tag match would have mm-hmm. main evented Night of Champions. Yeah, he was not on Backlash. Yeah, I see. I don't. I don't think it would. I think all this he's stuff not the guy anymore. I think all this would have been expedited. Like I think at Backlash you would have gotten yeah. the tag match. Yeah, and then, and then at Night of Champions you would have gotten. Right. But here's the thing. If Roman loses at Mania, just like the Usos do, the Roman doesn't have that gripe to say, well, you failed. So now I got to go win the tag yeah, titles no, I think now. I think more of the... You know in, what I mean? I think, yeah, I think the inner Toro stuff is he's still trying to control but not having the titles. No, I, And the Usos are like, what do you, why are you trying to tell us what to do? But the only reason the strife happens is because the Usos lost and he didn't. You know I, what see, I, mean? I think you can still play the strife off either way, though. But I, that's no, just you me. can, but I'm just saying the way that they've presented it is, okay, well, you failed. Yeah. You lost to Kevin and Sammy. I didn't. I'm still champion. So now I got to go handle your business and go win the tag titles back because you guys failed. Mm-hmm. So when they don't do that, and now you're, you know what I mean? It just sure. rolls into that whole thing. I think that it's multiple ways to skin a cat, right? Yeah. I just was so surprised by so many people being so upset that he lost. Like, guys, it's part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's going to lose. Yeah. That's part of it. He's going to lose. Because if they pin solo, what does that do? Usos beat him. Great. It... it it's got to feel important. Mm-hmm. Solo's lost on TV already to Cody. 
right? Like it, it, it's got to feel like it, you just witnessed something that you haven't seen before, so that you want to then go and get where the fuck are they gonna go next? Yeah, right. Like he's he's starting to lose it. It shit's falling apart. What do we do? Yeah, that's the whole key. Yeah. See, I am just the worst person to ask because I, like I said, I I've been I'll over listen, the story. I'm for, ready for Cody to be champion. For months, been so. ready for Cody to be champion for a long time. I was totally on board for him losing at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Right, I was. But I'm trying to be like, okay, if we're going to WrestleMania 40 with him as champion, okay, how do we do this logically where it makes the most fucking sense where when Cody does finally overcome it, then it's like, oh, my God, like we, we've seen the end of it, mm-hmm. the end of it. It's Roman. It's done. Like we're not going to see this again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like we saw this whole big thing build and collapse. And the last thing he's got is this one thing that keeps him on top, keeps him on. Everything else is, is all shit comparatively because I'm still the undisputed champion. And then I lose that. I've lost everything. Sure. And now I go away for six months and go to a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or whatever he does. And Cody's the top guy. And by that point, Cody's going to have gone through Brock and Randy or edge or name a guy and do his whole spiel. And then when he comes back and he it's again, it's the last thing that's left to do. He wins it and you go, Oh my God, we did it. Oh my God, we did it. You know what I mean? And then it's just, and now we're rolling. He's already the biggest baby face in the company Mm -hmm. with or without the title. I think he's doing okay. You know, he's fine. Yeah. All right. That's going to be it. This has been a long show this week. Next week, we've got another ASC divisional rankings. Uh, We'll be talking more Red Wings news. Hopefully analogous to break it trade. Who the hell knows? Mm -hmm. Um, We'll probably do a wrestling roundup as well. And some other fun announcements, but that's gonna be it for this week's show on behalf of the missing whale man. I'm the Merc zone. No, wait, you're the Merc zone. He's Mark Selmer, Mike Merkel. I'm the Michigan Pavendeka. We will see you guys, as always, next time.